quite a clean episode this week. Probably a PG-13, I'd say. But just keep those logs open for adult themes, just in case they've slipped past the team of highly skilled experts in the rigorous editing process. Enjoy! Okay, here we go. Another week of doing absolutely bugger all out with the parameters of the home for most people. Certainly there's been no local football or football of any kind likely to take place anytime soon. Bit of news in for the North Region Juniors though that the clubs have voted overwhelmingly to null and void the season. In my opinion this is the, the right and the proper decision and let's hope that the SPL and the Premier League in England follow suit soon. An absolute cracking guest to bring you this week though, all the way from Dubai. A man who won the Scottish Youth Cup with Aberdeen, former Peterhead and Devon Vale midfielder and now managing director of his own football club, City Football Club in Dubai. I'm proud to welcome Terry Kidd to the show. He talks to me candidly about the highs and lows of his career, losing confidence in himself and then finding it all over again in the Far East. And here's what he had to say. It's a huge pleasure to introduce this week's guest. Originally a McDuff Loon, he's now running his very own and highly successful football club and academy out in Dubai. On his football journey, he represented Aberdeen Football Club, Peterhead and Devon Vale before making the move to the Far East. He also talks to me about his youth days in the local area and I'm proud to present one of my oldest friends from way back, it's Terry Kidd. How are you doing, Terry? Hi, James. How's it going? Uh, Thanks for having us on. No bother, no bother at all, and the people want to know, but we, we go way back. Yeah, I mean, uh, since the, the McDuff primary days, so I'm guessing, uh, I mean, primary one or primary two is when we, we sort of yeah. crossed paths, and uh, <laughs> you could say we were inseparable for, for the best uh-huh. part of our, our primary years, and uh, our love for Man United, I think, was the, <laughs> the glue between the two of us, and that, that, uh-huh. that was it the gigs and the NC celebration gigs that and we celebrate. mastered? We that, yeah. We had that down we did, uh, it was brilliant. And uh, obviously we were good teammates through the, the Dune Colts um, and, the, and the McDuff uh, Lions era as uh, well. So no, um, it's great to reconnect on a, on a personal level. And as you say, we were, we were great buddies growing up. So no, fantastic stuff. Brilliant. So just on that then, tell me about how, how the love of football started for you, Terry. Um, well, it, I mean, obviously being the youngest of three, um, it was always an uphill challenge in terms of, <laughs> you know, the sort of numerical side. Uh, I often found myself on the end of a, a 2v1. Obviously I always being, remember uh, that people looked up to your brother Jordan as one of the best players around at that time as well. Well, it's funny. I mean, I'll touch on it as we go through, but my, my brothers were, 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 were really good players, um, good athletes, obviously in the peak, you know, sort of peak development years. Both Jordan yeah. and Simon were, were fantastic players. Different. Um, I'll touch on Simon probably a bit more because I think yeah. he had a, probably had a better football brain than I did at, at that time. Um, <laughs> but but no, it, it was it was probably I look at it as an advantage. Nah, and often yeah. have the same, often have the same out you know outlook on kids you know that I'm I'm working with on a day to day. It's funny you find the younger the younger sibling is is a, a bit tougher, a bit more resilient. Um, in generally as as a better uh, 
you know, sort of learning style and a bit of learning brain. But um, yeah. it started yeah. young. It started young for me. My first gala, I think it was four or five. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure it was Portsoy. I remember uh, it was, it seems it was to be pouring most rain. Were I, um, I think they'd just thrown a bunch of boys together. Kevin <laughs> Robertson was there. Nermo uh-huh. was there. Okay. Um, I think we were the ones that were kicking and screaming that just got, I think, thrown a kit and said, <laughs> right, shut up, get on the pitch. But I, I remember the picture. I've, I think my mum or my, my grand might still lay the picture. Okay. Um, but no, pouring rain, the socks up to her thighs. And <laughs> I, I remember specifically, uh, it must have been put so because Ian Jess was there signing autographs. Oh, aye, aye. He was giving and, you the medals, uh, was he? Aye, I think that's what it was, I So uh, that, that one stuck with me, but that's kind of when it started. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, doing Colts um, as, a, as a club and as a, as a community uh, was fantastic for the area. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was drawing in some, some fantastic players. And, uh, uh, a lot you know, of players could, came out of there. There was, I And, uh, you know, kudos to the, the coaches that, that put in their, their personal time yeah. to volunteer and, and obviously work hard with lads like yourself and I. And, um, you know, in return, as a consequence, there was a lot of silverware came to McDuff and, uh, you know, I think McDuff should should be proud of the reputation that it has, you know, on, on a broader scale within football in, in the community, yeah. of course. So, no, it was um, it was kind of just through, very organic is, is how I would put it. Um, yeah. My dad was yeah. obviously heavily involved. Uh-huh. There's um, a few guys mentioned him in, in, in the course of their development. Uh, uh, Terry Senior, obviously, <laughs> was coaching back uh, then. I know, definitely. I mean, my dad, I believe he, he influenced a lot of young lads um, yeah, to their careers, you know, even today, uh, whether it be on a coaching capacity or lads that are still playing. Um, yeah. But, you know, he, he had a good way and very demanding, um, <laughs> bit of a Fergie style at times. Uh, but, uh-huh. you, you know, you, you took the, the good with the bad and the, the rough with the smooth and he tended to partner himself with a, a good cop so he could be the bad cop. But I um, remember it was him, very start, was it him and Walter? Him and Walter were always the, I mean, in the early days, they, they were a fantastic pair. And as I say, very different in terms of their styles and, and approaches. But, um, yeah. you know, as I say, my dad had a, a without being, you know, remove any bias, had a, a huge impact on yeah. a lot of the local boys, especially between Banff and McDuff. And then Definitely. as we, we sort of progressed into the, the Devon side and the Devon Vale, uh, era, he he extended that, you know, and, and was able to assemble, you know, some fantastic players. Nice. Um, I often feel like he probably doesn't get that recognition, and that again removing the bias because, aye, aye, you know, aye. I mean, I, I was his son, and he used to treat some of the lads probably better than he treated me. <laughs> um, but that, that he was, still that he, was... we, he still see him going about, and he he always speaks to us, and uh, you know, he always remembers his boys from back in the day. So uh, I, no, it's funny. Remember I, him. I, I asked his best eleven the other night. Obviously, when uh-huh. when we we confirmed because uh, for the audience, you have been badgering me since November, I think, to come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Since I've trip to Dubai, so uh, <laughs> I did prepare myself. Look, get get your best eleven, and it was a it was a fantastic conversation that really, yeah. you know, dug deep into the past and. Um, yeah, so some good characters and some great lads that you know I'll, I'll mention as as we go through. Yeah, and that's what things. this podcast is meant to be all about. So that's good. That's good. Um, uh, so about in terms of the pro football at that stage, you've talked to be Man United. Were they your main team, and who were your heroes you were watching on the pitch? Uh, well, funnily enough, I mean, in terms, of, we've all got a Scottish team and, a, and an English yep. team, and I think back then, I think it's fair to say or safe to say we all had an Italian team. Ah, uh, yeah, well, you know, the 90s, it's, Italy yeah, was flying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Italian football on a Sunday. I remember me and my brothers. It was just uh, it was gospel. Um, yeah. 
in terms Go of Scotland, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, in terms of Scotland, surprisingly, uh, my team was Hibs. Oh, right. I, th- yeah. I think you might recall that because I, I had every, that. Home, was, was every there a home and away. In that area? No, well, it was, connection, uh, no. I, well, my, my dad's brother, uh, his oldest Aye, brother, yeah. Jeff, who li- he lives in, in Aberdeen, um, he's a big high for whatever reason. Um, uh-huh. I think he, he often used to say he had shares. I think he maybe had okay. 1% of the door handle or something <laughs> um, at, at reception. But um, when I was young, I, I really got on well with Jeff. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of f- very funny character, and it was just through that he was so, he literally brainwashed us into supporting Hibs. Uh-huh. Um, Hibs are good players around then as well, though Keith Wright, yeah, some, uh, exactly, Mick, yeah, Mickey, yeah. what was his name? Uh, yeah, some good players. O'Neill, uh, O'Neill played exactly. there as well. Michael O'Neill, classmate of mine. Uh, we're doing I think a Darren Jackson together was the around moment. there at one point as well, wasn't he? So Darren Jackson, Yogi Hughes. Susie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, James, you're, you're sure. Were you the Hibs fan or was I? Um, but Hibs were my Scottish team. Um, and I think you might have a part to play in this, but originally my English team was Leeds United. I had a Leeds strip in the early 90s, so I could have Right, possibly... okay. The Tony you yeah. bought, the white with the sort That's of right. quarter Yeah, neck. Gordon Strachan, uh, Gary McAllister. Strachan, exactly. Well, I started off as a high B, but then when Giggsy came on the scene, I was sold. Aye. Giggs was a man who got me into United as well. Exactly. And uh, my bedroom was plastered with (laughs) posters. And I remember uh, Janet that used to run the, is it InSport or something? Oh, yes. It was at Banff. Yeah, she's just around the corner for me now. Is that right? Well, Janet Janet and my granny, like, were. I think my granny was Janet's best customer. If anybody that knows my granny, like shopping, you know, came before anything. And uh, uh-huh. she, she basically lived in there and kitted, kitted me and my brothers out. And she Brilliant. had Janet ordering uh, every Man United kit before, I think, the first team had uh-huh. seen it. Um, <laughs> I had everything Ryan Giggs but the Barnet, you could say. Well, and, uh, but your Barnet back then was, was uh, influenced by Italian football with that ponytail. The wee rat tail. Oh, are we going there, <laughs> are we? <laughs> It's funny, I, my, my dad sent us a picture the other night, a school picture, and uh, I mean, God, we must have misbehaved that year because the Barnets <laughs> and the three of us were, were rascals, that's for sure. But I seen the rat's tail and I thought, Christ, I'll have to delete that. But um, uh-huh. no, I think, I think that was part of my, my brand development, you could say, in the early days. Yes. Um, I, I used to get a bit of recognition for that, actually. So uh-huh. I, I'll say it was a, a do any tactical, a bit of brand, uh, brand who's, who's that Roberto Baggio in that team? Exactly. Man? Yes, exactly, exactly. Obviously, you were progressing on a lot better than the rest of us. How did you find playing school football and then sort of juvenile football, Devon side and that? Good experience? Uh, No, I mean, uh, the the side was a a natural progression, obviously, from, you could say, your boys club stuff. Um, You know, we've all got different desires and ambitions. And as you know very well, mine was... I was yep. very much to, to be become a professional footballer, you know, I yes. kind of part school and academics aside. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, you know, you, you learn from that and you, you, come, you kind of do full, <laughs> full circle and to some nah, degree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we got on the side, funnily enough, uh, and I forgot to mention this, yeah, I spent, I think it was a year or two years playing for MOD okay. of all places. Right. And that, that was... You set that up was then. They did at the time, I. Right. And a lot, of, a lot of good players, as, as especially, you know, most in, in our area. Yeah, no, yeah. Come, I've come from the Broch, Peterhead, Mintlaw, really competitive areas. 
Yes. And um, God knows it was my dad, I'm sure, being busy and uh-huh. crossing paths <laughs> and obviously building a reputation through, you know, the McDuff success because uh-huh. we'd be... A few fiery games a, against Link Up back in the day. Do you know what? The, the Brock, <laughs> and it, I'll come back to that again, but some of the best games I had playing for the Vale. I mean, my, yeah. my pick of the bunch was the Brock away. It was okay. brilliant. Right. Magic. But we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that. But yes. um, yep. as a kid, we, 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 I'm sure it was two years... Uh, playing for Maud and that that basically just it kind of plugged the gap between right. obviously playing playing your local stuff your boys club stuff and you know I probably was ready to get into the the city and to start competing against you know the best in Aberdeen which yeah. um, which which you know service that demand um, right. and then obviously different side uh, scaled and you know opened up younger age groups uh, I think at the time I think our first year was under twelve I think. Okay. Um, dad's probably sitting listening to this saying no it was under 13s oh, he'll come better he will <laughs> I, so. but no I'm sure it was under 12s and you know it was brilliant they put together a, a real proper uh, trial process um, yes. as I say you know we had lads coming in from Bucky some brilliant right, lads yeah. from Bucky yeah. they were brilliant um, lads coming in from Forest Elgin yeah. no. uh, then we touched, touched on the Brock uh, Mintlaw no. Peterhead, and really assembled a superb team that went on to, to win to win the league and, and the cup against the odds, you could say, yeah, because yeah. I remember the, the tag was always the, the country country yokels, you know, that was the, the different <laughs> side sort of you know, uh, tag. They, they, tag didn't they like, the Toonsers didn't they like uh, Team Superbath coming through and, and stuffing them in no, the still, didn't I'm they? Sure it, I'm sure it's still <laughs> the same, but, uh, but back then it was, it was just brilliant and it was one of them things that were Magic. probably not really tried and tested, but just to assemble that that bunch of lads, and it was it was obviously a, a new challenge, and um, yep. very much one that you know I, I really loved, and it played a massive part in obviously the future years, and uh, obviously winning the league and the cup, both the yeah. cup in particular, was probably one of the highlights in my my youth time. Um, it was a, a game against Aberdeen Lads Club. We played at uh, the locals, and I remember the the, the lad that I played against. He was my competitor, you could say. Um, yeah. It was Lee, Fers- uh, Lee McPherson. He okay. was at uh, he was at Aberdeen, but then he he, he opted to go to Celtic. Right. And he was he probably he was more skillful than I was. There was no two ways about it. But um, <laughs> I just managed the situation. I remember uh, I spoke to my dad maybe a few weeks or months ago, yep. and I said you had no idea because we were reminiscing, of course. And I said you had no idea how nervous I was before that game. <laughs> and I think he got the shock of his life, but really yeah, yeah. just, um, you know, your dad running the team and obviously, yeah, you know, there was ability there. I guess um, it goes without saying there was, there was pressures, you know, to, yeah, to, yeah. to perform and to deliver. Aye, but uh, deliver you did. Do you, do you remember the local lads you were playing with about that time then? Who? Um, there was more parts. Uh, there was there was Kev Suter, Mark Taylor uh-huh. was goalie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I um, Taylor, I, In fact, I think Stewarty was part of that group, but he was a year below. But I'm sure he was part of that. I'm sure I see okay. him in the picture. Uh, was it Craig Mc, Craig Mackay? Craig Mackay, yeah. Played with uh, him. Sure Craig Craig was Craig was part of that. He, he was a nice lad, funny. Um, I think I don't Craig, know what happened uh, to him. Right, I think Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That went straight over my head. That one, um, and I'm sure I'm sure Craig Young uh, was battling for the number one shirt at that time. And then Thank that you. was obviously, you know, you could say salt and peppered with some fantastic lads. Aye, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously coming coming from you know 10, 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, beyond Bantam McDuff, so 
that that Brilliant. changed and become a bit more local um, mm. when it evolved to Devon Vale Youth. Um, I think that was parallel with the the Greg Carroll okay, era, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I think it was his yeah. first year. I remember a remember a particular session uh, that stood out, which, <laughs> which is quite funny. Um, just as Greg arrived, I'm sure there was big meetings, presentations. Here's the plan. Yes. Um, it, it was good, and it just showed that there was growth, and there was a growth nice. mindset in the region yeah. for us to to kick on. But yes. that was really when when my dad. Uh, he brought in a lot of obviously local lads and gave them a, an opportunity. Um, yes, aye. And there was some great lads uh, at that age. Um, lads like uh, Albert Watt was a fantastic player at okay, the time. Aye. Like yes. relentless, like fast, like just uh, non-stop. Yeah. I remember like, Craig Ewan saying he was a flyer. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, Big Craiger as well. I mean, uh, my dad my dad and him always had a great relationship. Right. We used to call him Coisty for the age of yeah, five right. or six, I think. Craig spoke um, about that and, and how he'd affected uh, his development. So that was good. Uh, Craiger was part of that. Um, Darren Noble was in there. Daz was a tidy uh, yeah. player, technical, yeah. good good fullback. Um, I think I think Graham Flett was in the mix as well. Flett, Flett um, Blair, his brother, his brother gets he all was, the credits on this podcast, but Graham himself was was a tidy player. Unlucky with his knees, I think. Ah, uh, no, Flett, Flett, he was great. I mean, uh, he he was a, a a strong feature um, in in the school football. Yes, uh, I guess we, we might touch on that or not. But mm-hmm. no, the 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 team that we had, obviously at Vale Youth, was was again another step forward, and I guess it was yes. even nicer to have more local. Talent assembling into that right. into that yeah. group, um, obviously for the long longevity of the, the club, really from a Devonville perspective. Right. But um, I remember uh, I remember Greg took us on to the Canal Park one. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 guess, I guess it was just his way of you know sort of introducing himself in no better way than to do it on the training pitch. Ah, right. And right. Um, I remember he, you know, it was long passing or something. Was that was the practice something quite simple, and. Uh, he said, right, who's going who's gonna to demo? And of course, you know, I, I backed myself. And I said, <laughs> uh-huh. I'll do it. I was captain of the teams. I thought it was my duty to do so. Mm-hmm. So um, he says, right, go on, uh, you know, 30, 40 yards, wherever it was. And uh, just picture it, my back was, my back, my back was facing to uh, the old Tesco's. And Greg's, I yep. don't know, somewhere in the, in the middle uh-huh. of the pitch. And it was sort of <laughs> ping it on my chest type thing. Yes. <laughs> and I guess the description <laughs> suggested that you won't do this, so I kind of wanted to teach you how uh-huh. to do it. And at the time, we were all capable. There was more than me who was, was capable of, you know, playing the game and technically, you know, astute yeah, yeah. at the time. And uh, so I pinged it right on his chest <laughs> with a bit of swaz as well. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, he almost coughed it down. And uh, it, it was just funny at the time that, you know, his reaction was, you know, you guys can uh-huh. play at the time, is, I guess, at the point. Um, yeah. and, but we, we, we had a good bunch of boys. And um, as I say, we... That helped, I guess, the success yes. of the Banff Academy, the great Banff Academy teams that, that uh-huh. we had. That's it. And then we're talking about school football. We we certainly missed you when you left after fourth year because uh, I think we were maybe one good player away for a Scottish Cup win. But you also played yeah. North of Scotland uh, that time as well, did you, for schools? I I mean, the, the school football was, I mean, school, I think I've, I'm probably echoing a lot of the the words from the the previous guests that you've had on, but yeah, school yeah. football played a massive part, and it should still yeah. play a massive part in in any youth's uh, development so, yeah. in, so. in careers. Uh, there's so many takeaways, regardless of whether you're the best in the team or or at the bottom end. Yeah, um, we were fortunate 
and one of the things that I actually took note was how good our facilities were. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of pro academies would would die for the the type of facilities uh-huh. that 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 yeah. we've got at Banff. Obviously, things have evolved since our days, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I always remember the sports centre. I well, I mean the 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 qual- just the space, the quality of the pitches. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was well resourced, and uh, you know, apart from obviously having a plethora of talent, yeah. um, across all age groups, pretty much there was probably a random bogey age group every every two or three <laughs> year cycle. But no, not many, though. We, not many. No, we we were always fortunate to have a. It's funny listening to everybody talk from our area, yeah. and everybody says the same thing. Uh, our our team was special. <laughs> I know they do. <laughs> like you've said, you know, well, we missed you. We were a really special team, but the the team that we had uh, that was part of the last, I think it was the last year or last two years of my school yeah. years. Obviously, mm. I, I I left early. Um, that for me is the one that stood out for me, and I yes. think the reason was that for me personally, it was just brilliant reconnecting with you know lads like um, my brother Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a he was a brilliant player, sweeper. He was the one that, you know, yep. probably the only one that, that sort of uh, maintained that position as, as obviously uh-huh. tactics yeah. evolved and uh-huh. the sweeper become yeah. uh, a bit dispossessed. But uh, Matty Kinghorn uh, at the time, oh, right. a fantastic mm-hmm. midfielder. I know he gets a lot of accolades for being a good right back. But uh, I played in there with Matty uh, right. at the time. Guys even yeah. like, uh, might come as a surprise, like Gavin Watt. He was a brilliant ah, Gav fullback. was a great player, right? <laughs> Gav was brilliant. He was tough. He was quick, good athlete, um, good lad. And, um, you know, obviously that coupled with, you know, some, some really good lads within our school year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such a big Craiger, Tash, you know, just Sorry. a great profile yeah. to have within your group. And yeah. Kev Suter, you know, technically, you know, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, some rascals along the way, you know, guns and his, his front <laughs> post runs. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he, nobody was better than that. For them. <laughs> no, absolutely brilliant. Then he pulled his hammy and be it for another couple of weeks. But uh-huh. um, he definitely deserves a shout for 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 his his general ability to to. All right, well, to going back to the old right days, runs. it was yeah, it was guns and goals. Me and you outfield against the rest of the class, and we still always won. Absolutely. <laughs> That's when I used to think start. that was good. <laughs> hey, you weren't a bad, I'll tell you. Uh, I think you, I think uh, you did the dirty work. No, uh, I was thinking. I won the ball back, uh, gave it to you, and uh, you uh, beat Abdi. Smashed it past Napier. You could lob him anyway. Uh, uh. So no, that that was school school fit. I had a couple, right. had a year, a year or two break, obviously due to commitments with Aberdeen as things sort yeah. of started to get a bit more serious. Yeah. Um, but rejoined, and as I say, that that last year or two years, I can't remember how long it was. Right. Um, I just, I love playing. I love playing with the older boys, and as I say, that was something that helped. I think set me up. Um, yeah. Not even from a, a playing perspective, but just from a mental, psychological. You know, it kind of always prepared me for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a challenge, and it, it just got me prepared for. You know. Obviously, the, the elite level, you know, and, yeah. and, that, and that 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 challenge that that would present. So, I very much enjoyed that. And um, I think one one <laughs> one funny highlight that I'm sure uh-huh. a lot of the lads will will, will reflect back on was um, I can't remember what year it was to be quite honest, but uh, we were handed Mr. Dempsey as the oh. as our manager. <laughs> and uh, do you know what though? Uh, you're laughing, and I'm sure most will. And 
to just because he hated me. I was always on the bench with him. Oh, did he? Oh, is that right? Well, I'm sorry. Uh, my just because I was shy, with... wasn't it? Because he didn't like me. <laughs> my experience with him was the complete contrary. And um, uh-huh. I, 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 you know, obviously, as as we're adult now, um, yeah, yeah. I reflect back, and I thought he did a fantastic job. Just sort of maintaining something that was already good. Aye, he didn't yeah. try and change it. Didn't overcomplicate no. it. And, he loved his uh, pet. I was a massive Dundee United fan. I remember big that. Dundee United fan, Aye. exactly. And uh, I remember one specific. We we had beaten a team at Banff in the Scottish Cup, and um, I mean, obviously, you, you look at your own performance first, and uh, yeah. I felt like I'd, I felt like I did well. And I remember I got in the door, and as as most that know me well, I spent a lot of my time at my granny's. Uh, yeah. In 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 Korsky Drive, uh-huh. Korsky Place, <clears throat> and, and he, uh, along fo- with him, her and Hulk Hogan. That's it. Aye, we can touch <laughs> on that if you want later. <laughs> um, but no, the, the the phone rang, and uh, my granny says, "Terry, it's a phone for you." Picked up the phone. Hi, Terry. It's Mr. Dempsey. Okay. I mean, at the time, I mean, teachers wouldn't uh-huh. bother to. No. Um, but no, he, he he picked the phone up to sort of thank me and congratulate brilliant. me. I thought you were brilliant tonight. Great performance. And you yeah. know that's a that's something that I've probably took into yeah, know, nice my, touch. my my management career, my coaching career, obviously managing staff. I just yeah. think that feedback and that just that no. verbal you know appreciation just it goes it goes a long way you know regardless yeah, so. of who it comes yeah. from. It's yeah, it's important. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so um, you also touched on that you, you left school reasonably early, and that's because you you signed professionally at Aberdeen. So we're thinking, I was talking 1999, you signed there? Yes, yep. Full time? Yes. Yeah, uh, so how, how did that come about and what were your thoughts when you, you heard this was happening or had it been in the pipeline for a while? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's for anybody that's, that's gone down that path, you're always, you're always chasing the next, yeah. you know, the next best thing, the next achievement. So I guess going back to the beginning, um, probably I think, I'm sure I was still at primary school, so it was probably about 11. It was just before the move to Banff. Yeah. It's um, when I started getting invited to go in and train with the academy. Yes, yes. Uh, I think it was once a week at the time, something like that. Uh-huh. But they were starting to, you know, sort of gel the best players within the Aberdeen, yeah. Aberdeenshire region. And uh, we used to train at the old Chris Anderson Stadium, uh-huh. um, just five minutes from Pataudry, but on the old Ash. It's uh-huh. quite tough, sorry, no, that's, that's a lie. Uh, that was the car park. So we'd often train at the car park okay. outside Pataudry or the, the hockey turf at Chris Anderson. Right, okay. Suffice right. to say, neither of the surface, uh, surfaces were promoting, <laughs> you know, sexy football. Uh-huh. But um, it, it was more just the opportunity. You know, it could, yeah. have been on, it could have been on glass, you know, but the opportunity right. was just fantastic. And obviously, mm-hmm. the, you know, with all due respect to the coaches that I had had before, it was a ramp up in terms of just the, level, the demand, right. the, the technical detail, obviously the tactical you know, element was starting to come in yeah, and that yeah. obviously ramped up uh, as, as, I, as I obviously got older. Um, but yeah, so it started from like 11 uh, where I was going in and out. Uh, generally, my, my granddad, my, my, my granny would, would drive us in. They okay, kind of lived aye. for that. That became their purpose, to be quite Brilliant. honest. Uh, but they loved it. And uh, we'd go in, train once a week. And then as, as things, you know, progressed, obviously moved to Banff, uh, Banff Academy. I remember I was going in twice a week at this time, um, leaving school, um, yeah. you know, maybe a, a period early or two periods. I remember the guy, the techie guy, is it Mr. McCall? That's right, aye. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he didn't have a minute for me. <laughs> uh, just purely because I was, I was understandably just totally disengaged yeah, with the subject yeah. and, and yeah. anything that, you know, he was essentially teaching because <laughs> my mind was pretty set on, like, here's my goal, this is what I'm trying to achieve. And that at the time was um, schoolboy forms, which was at yes. 14, I think. Um, that was a massive achievement. Um, obviously, that was the, you know, sort of first... Uh, chain uh, you know sort of link in the chain if you like and then uh, you know aiming towards 16 you could say as a, as a ballpark figure yeah. uh, to, to obviously you know discuss you know professional terms and going in full time uh, yeah. but that 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 was that was confirmed um, prematurely um, okay. what, what that never really did to help me was that it didn't enable me to leave school early and right, okay. you know, not being academic in any way at the time, you know, as I say, I had my interests and it was it was football and only football. Yeah. And um, you know, I was I was so desperate to leave high school, which I would <laughs> totally discourage to any uh -huh. kid these days. And it's a big <laughs> it's a big ingredient to 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 the philosophy and uh -huh. the programming that that I'm running to date. Yes. Um, I think football clubs in general are, are put a bit more emphasis yeah, on education than youngsters now, do yeah, they? Yeah. The welfare yeah. and that there's a duty of care because you yeah. know the percentile of you know players that are actually making it at the top grade yeah, is that's right. is minimal. So, um, but anyway, I, I got an early release um, which aligned with my birthday, etc. Okay. And um, yeah, I, I made the move uh, that summer and straight into digs. Um, you know, and that that was the beginning of the the sort of professional journey, yeah. which was um, which was very much something that I was aspiring for from day one and um, yeah. There was a couple of other opportunities uh, at the time, um, but Aberdeen just showed that they just yep. showed that commitment. I enjoyed it. I liked the coaches. Um, okay. I became very familiar and friendly with a lot of the boys in the team. Um, yeah. Right at the eleventh hour, there was there was a lot of interest from Celtic at the time through okay. uh, through George Adams, who was the yeah. He was head of recruitment at the time. Um, you know, I think it was the night before I signed. He was he was on the phone, <laughs> old man, for hours on end. I remember. Okay. I remember sitting on this. Uh, well, it was my dad. I remember. I remember sitting on the stairs in Gelly Mill Street. Uh -huh. My dad was on the phone for about two hours, and the only words he was saying was, "I, I, I, I." <laughs> and they getting much in with George. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So me, and my mum were like, "Well, what happened?" So I was like, "Look, here's the situation." But ultimately, Aberdeen were were the the front runners, and yeah. You know, they showed that they wanted me more than more than MDL. Yeah. So I, I was I was happy with that, James. And Good. yeah, you know, I was I was really really settled with that decision. Right. So yeah, and uh, as a young lad, you still want your life and you want your friends. I remember the sacrifices back then was, you know, I was missing the tatty sheds and the the uh -huh. the, 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 the Cornhill. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't much. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just at the time, you know, you're you know, say you, you depend on your buddies and your mates. Right. Um, but no, I, I was very much prepared for that, and you know, uh -huh. I, I was I was big into looking after myself, and that's right. Um, it was only later that I, you know, would would take a beer and take a drink that that yes, even went right. beyond my time at Aberdeen. You know, I was uh -huh. what you could say a pretty disciplined player and professional, mm -hmm. and you know, sort of put my best foot forward at all times. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I was I was ready for the move, and I was I was familiar with the move, James, and um, good, good. I was I was experienced as it relates to the digs, you know, yeah. environment, and obviously living with a at the time it was it was a landlady who was absolutely brilliant. Magic, magic. So who were your youth team coaches, managers at the time? 
Uh, well, from day one, it was uh, Drew Jarvey. Okay, he's brilliant, is he? Um, Drew. Oh, my, my God, like, what a character. Uh-huh. But just, not the, I wouldn't say he's the best coach that I've ever come across. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. as the game's evolved and, you know, methodology and philosophy uh-huh. and, you know, all that jargon, you know, that, that has become, you know, the vocabulary and the terminology today. Yeah, um, yeah. But just in terms of getting the best out of individuals and a team, he was brilliant. And he, 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 he had that fear factor. Um, okay, very, yeah. <laughs> very, very, very demanding. Very uh-huh. demanding. Um, but no, he drew, drew got, he got the best out of me in the younger, especially in the younger phase or the early phase, you could say, okay. of okay. my time. Um, so he, he kind of had me until... I mean, he had me until I was probably fourteen. Uh-huh. Then, then I started. I started. Uh, started playing for the under 18s quite young. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my debut was a, an away game. I'm sure it was four for away okay. midweek. Um, <laughs> I remember sitting in English, and I used to sit with with Graham Flett, and uh-huh. at the time, my best buddy. We were inseparable at the time. Stephen George. Uh, okay. For, yeah. um, oh, I for see uh, ah, great, Steve. great, great lad. Uh, we, we, I mean, <laughs> his football knowledge is brilliant. Uh, but I remember sitting with the lads, and we were in in English with the uh, Superman. Uh, is it Mister Morrison? That's right, right, young, uh, young Mister Morrison. Aye, <laughs> uh, uh, exactly. Aye, well, he, he was, he was, he was not the biggest fan of me either because it become a trend <laughs> that I'm sensing I, a I theme there. <laughs> I would be excused uh, for English uh, as uh-huh. as obviously years progressed, but I remember just one. I was totally unpre- underprepared, and um, Mr. Sinclair knocked on the door of the English class and, and removed me for the class. Brought brought me okay. to his office, and um, <laughs> my my memory of him was that he was a classy guy, and mm-hmm. um, you know held himself really well and stood yeah. stood for a lot yeah. of really good values that obviously maintain yeah. in in our community, but um, the way he. He, he congratulated me, you know, which I, which I thought was fantastic. And it was the Brilliant. right way to do it. And right. He brought me in his, his big office at the time. And um, Terry, you've been invited to go and play. I think this is brilliant. You need to embrace it. You know, all the, all the good stuff. Right. Magic. So, so that really helped. And um, I mean, before you know it, I was, I was in Drew Jarvie's car. He's driving <laughs> me to, to Forfar. And um, I remember at the time that the cohort of boys that were in that team, uh-huh. You're talking a lot of lads that actually went on to have, you know, full-on careers either internationally yeah. or especially in, in the Scottish leagues. So you got boys like uh, they were a really tight group. Ryan Essen, the goalkeeper, okay, yeah, right. mm-hmm. uh, Chris Clark, who had a uh-huh. spell, a long spell at Aberdeen, but obviously went down south. Um, yeah. Boys like R- Russell Duncan at the time, who were excellent, like just as yeah. youth players. Obviously had a, yeah. a good, good, uh, good term at uh, Cali. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys like Derek Young, just. Brilliant characters, uh-huh. but really, yeah. really a top, top side. But anyway, um, I, I think I played five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I was put on to, to make a point, to be honest, and I'll tell you why. Uh, okay. they lo- we lost the game, and we were currently top of the league. This was a cup game. Yeah. But, oh, oh my God, the debrief after the game was unreal. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, Neil so- Cooper was the gaffer. Okay. Uh- and... Um, he had a sharp tongue anyway, really intense, really enthusiastic. Couldn't <laughs> say three words without an F in between it. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he was a big guy. You know, he, he was pretty intimidating, to be honest, but really, really intense. I mean, you, you talk about the hairdryer. I mean, uh-huh. it was hair, hairdryer plus treatment. 
um, to what was at the time a, a top side, you know, that were top of the, the, the Scottish Youth League. Yes. You know, but from my perspective, I think I, I must have been 14 or something at the time. It was okay. brilliant just Aye, to get yeah. that insight. And I, I loved it. You know, I really enjoyed that. But um, the funny thing was, Drew, Drew, he had to drive me back to Aberdeen, where my mum and dad would pick me up at the, one of the hotels yes. or whatever. Yeah. And he literally spent the two-hour drive back to Aberdeen apologising, because I think he was scared that, <laughs> you know, I'd be upset. No, you would, maybe you wouldn't welcome by back. the experience. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, as a young lad, you're just, it's fine, it's fine. Aye. But deep down, it, it was brilliant. And it just gave Aye, me right. that insight that, in a weird way, I wanted to be on the back end of that as well. Yes, because that's that would be the driver. That would be the you know the the, the inspiration to to obviously you know improve standards. Yes, you know it was a, it was a really good insight. But you know that that started quite young, and then I became pretty regular within the 18s from then on under yeah. uh, Gardner Spears. Okay, yeah. Um, who was a youth team manager at the time? He evolved into assistant. But yeah. um, you know that meant you know every weekend I was on the road. You know playing Old Firm, uh, yeah. Kilmarnock. Okay. I remember at the time, Hearts had the best youth teams um, okay. for whatever reason that was. Maybe they had the pick of the crop. Who were the, the best players the were coming, coming up against at that point? Um, oh, good question. Um, at that age, I remember uh, Derek Reardon. That was obviously oh, Hibbs. Hibbs, uh, Ga- Gary O'Connor. Uh-huh. Um, they, they were a partnership. Um, Great player, but a bit of a nut job, I think. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he was back then. Uh, um, uh, I remember playing in a game uh, against Hearts. It was Craig Gordon's. He started his career there, of course. It was his debut. I think okay, he's yeah. same, probably the same age as us. Um, right, probably. But he, he was a big lad at the time. But he had an absolute stinker. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, you know, obviously the senior players just going absolutely bananas. <laughs> every error, you know, and it was uh-huh. one after the other. But um, how times change, and yeah, obviously yeah. how how things evolve. But in terms of like you know, quality of player through my time as a youth. Um, you know, I'm probably doing a lot of players disservice, but you had lads <laughs> like Sean Maloney. Aye. Yeah. Who was just, just different, just a different level, you know. Technically brilliant, wasn't it, he? It, it, Yeah, but just, he just had the, you know, confidence. And that, yeah. that's something that I'll touch on as, as we go through. And yes. it's something that I, I, I lacked and I lost, obviously, okay. as, as things come to an end. But there was... Um, Alexis uh, Kennedy, uh, John Kennedy, the, the current oh, assistant. Yeah. I mean, he was set up that, to be. He was set up to be. He next. would have been uh, Scotland centre half for for the twenty yes. years if he hadn't he got in that. Was it Need yeah. that killed him off? Aye. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he uh, played, um, but there was one guy, there was one player that that was just, in my opinion, just too good. Um, uh-huh. And and bizarrely, um, and there's a there's a common thread with this that he didn't <laughs> actually make the cut to the okay. extent that I think everybody... His name is Mark Fotheringham. Oh, yeah. And he was at Celtic. Dundee. And he, he, well, he's, he's, he's sort of been bed-hopping over the last probably 10, 10 or 12 Aye. years. I think, I think he might be a bit of a journeyman he'd become. Aye, but yeah, um, yeah. as a youth player, James, he was... Oh, my God. He, he was unbelievable. When, when we played against him, it was, you know, forget about what you're okay. good at. We need to just, aye. you know, shut up shop and, and just him, sort aye. of, you know, damage limitation really. Um, but from from me, he was he was the best youth that I okay. came across at that stage. Um, you know, absolutely. Just didn't really work out for him. He should have went it on. Did, and, and... 
in my opinion, things. yeah. But I mean, there's there's lads that I played with uh, at Aberdeen, and uh, again, bizarrely, the the best teammate in terms of ability and quality yeah. uh, never made it. You know, his okay. name is Ross Ross O'Donoghue. Okay. And uh, midfielder pl- played alongside me in the middle of the park. Yeah. Ross was Ross was head and shoulders. I mean, Ross would. When we were trained, you know, with or against the first team, he would take yeah. liberties against, you know, the first team pros. Okay. Like, just, <laughs> you know, technically, uh, physically, he was too quick, he was too good, he was okay. a step ahead. Um, he was set up for massive things and, you know, it probably disappointed me, let alone himself, that he didn't no. go on to, to have a, a better career than, uh, than he did, actually. I think he spent a, a few years at Elgin, but... Um, he at the time was was absolutely head and shoulders, and it's just a funny it's a funny way I think how yeah. things work out because there's lads that went on to have you know ten twelve year careers and uh, yeah. you know at that just time shows you that it's, it's it's about more than just natural ability alone if you're going to make it or not. I think the psychological corner is is obviously yeah. something that a lot of clubs are focusing on now, and I think that is that is definitely the. The, co- the corner that I probably suffered most wasn't ability. Okay, yeah, wasn't, yeah. The f- wasn't the physicality side. Um, uh-huh. I was looked after myself, but you know, especially after my time at Aberdeen, the psychological corner was was something yeah. that at the time it, it wasn't a priority. There was no resources, and um, ultimately, if you don't have confidence, um, you know, it's it's the ending is is inevitable. You know, and you think, um, yeah. do you think that's a product of sort of? Being from around here, these parts of the northeast, that we hadn't got maybe that confidence, that streetwise that some of the the guys coming from further south have. Yeah, I think I think mental resilience is definitely lacking in our in our makeup and our DNA. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, obviously, having grown up with lads from the central belt and just seeing how thick skin they are. I mean, there was a lad, uh, Stephen Payne, don't know if, if you remember yeah, him. He broke, he, name, yeah, broke in the first team a couple of times. I mean, Stevie was, he was a great player. He wasn't nice. a brilliant, but he was a great player. But, um, I mean, Drew, Neil, Coop, uh, Neil Cooper, Gardner Spears, whoever it was, Ebby Scovdal mm-hmm. at the time, they nice. could strip shreds off of Stevie. <laughs> but we'd go back out in the afternoon. Nice. He'd be at the front of the line, jack uh-huh. the lad, yeah, yeah. full of confidence, and, you know, Aye. to some degree, I, I would lose confidence for him okay. <laughs> just because, you know, you're thinking, uh-huh. if that was me, I mean, I'd crumble. And it Aye. does come, it just comes down, down to that steel, you know. And if you yes. don't have it and there's no one there to help sort of rebuild that and nurture that with you or even address it with you or even make you aware of it, yes. um, unfortunately, the, the outcome's inevitable. And you know, that ultimately become you know, uh, a demon of mine, as you, as you could say, yeah, um, yeah. as I progressed through my career, um, actually until I moved here, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, what, so what was a day in the life like for a young pro at Aberdeen? Um, I mean, as a youth, uh, we probably trained more than any youth team in, okay. in the country. Uh, Drew loved his, what we, we would call a double session. Okay. Um, although much to the disgruntlement of the physio department and the medical team. Um, <laughs> but nine times out of 10, Drew would have us out morning uh, in that probably 90 minute session. Yes. Um, we'd obviously get the, we'd, we'd get picked up. Sorry, it's a key detail. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Drew, Drew lived the street adjacent from us. Okay. So it was almost to some degree at that time, 
you just wanted a bit of space. But <laughs> the gaffer was picking you up at eight thirty or eight o'clock, mm-hmm. even though even though your sessions maybe started at ten. But you had to be in early because he had to be in right. early. So yeah. Drew would pick us up and we'd be in the car <laughs> and um, you know the odd the odd morning every time he'd break there'd be some clinking bottles in the boot but we don't have to go into that <laughs> but um, <laughs> of course we'd, we'd kind of nudge and look at each other and think yes uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no he, we'd get in a 90 minute session of course we'd have to set up for the first team make sure your right. jobs are done make sure the boots are clean make sure the balls are pumped right. make sure the discs are washed I mean the standards were, were pretty high and um, if there was any short shortfall you knew about it Oh, yeah. And obviously, as I, I evolved into captain of the youth team, um, yeah. Drew, Drew very much made me accountable for a lot of the, the YTS jobs that were being done, okay. whether, regardless of whether I was the one who were in the first team dressing room or not. Aye. You, were, um, you were to blame if it wasn't done properly. T- to some extent, <laughs> uh, there was a phase that it was, yes, Terry, it's your fault Aye. it doesn't happen, which Aye. was, I guess, a nice way of delegation at the time, which I could probably didn't realize which i should have took as a compliment but you sort yeah, of yeah. You, you look at it you know it may be other ways that you shouldn't but um no we train in the morning that would be either isolated practice or would be integrated with the first team or the reserves um right. what i will say is our team were great in terms of providing that exposure okay uh, to the younger players we'd often train with the first team we'd often be thrown into a, a bounce game uh, right. with the first team if they were doing a particular shaping practice or a, a, t- a tactical Magic. practice um, so who was in that first team and you say it was Scovedal that was Gaffer Scovedal was the manager yeah, um, yeah. but no in terms of players there was a lot of big characters you uh-huh. know we had lads like uh, I mean obviously running the dressing room was uh, was Derek White uh-huh. um, club, club captain was he he was club captain just a, at the time just a mammoth character um, yeah, yeah. You know, just just so confident, and that obviously comes with experience. That's right. He was an international, League. wasn't he? Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, great Middlesbrough side at the time. Aye, um, yeah. But you had the likes of you know Whitey, uh, experienced guys uh, like uh, Ian Jess was there at the time. Okay, he, he, he was he was in and out. He, he kind of fluctuated. Um, was that his second in, spell? Was it? He come back from it was, Coventry. Yes, Aye. I mean he he was he was great too player, good. Though. Right. Great player, great lads. Obviously, give a bit of care and attention um, okay. towards myself. Just being obviously, you being know, local. eight mile, eight mile apart. Um, uh-huh. you, and then you had the lads coming through, um, you know, such as Darren Young. I'll touch right. on him probably a bit, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Dar- guys like Darren Young coming through, they, they were the ones sort of setting the standard and almost laying okay. down the you know the path for for us younger lads to say right. you know that could be you in two, three, four years time. Um, so but no, would it have been yeah. would it have been Jess that was looking after you? Was he would he be like a mentor if if, if you had one? Uh, no, I, I would actually say Darren. Darren Young okay. was, was um, you know Brilliant. Darren was a young lad and Aye. he sort of so just he, very very he, quickly he, yes he knew the route you were taking because he'd done it himself. He did, yeah. I, I mean, he immersed himself in the mix early on as a youngster, but he he worked from my my lens. He he worked harder than the rest to improve himself. Okay. Um, he was always doing extra bits um, to improve his fitness uh, technique, range of passing. On top of that, he was a brilliant lad, and right. um, you know, one that I admired throughout. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he played the same position as myself or similar. So I, I always tried to sort of you know relate and replicate certain aspects of his style into mine. Yeah. And, you know, sort of you know look at how that would work. But um, 
Darren, Darren was a great lad, always in the gym, which, you know, I often okay, went I... to, you know, I spent a lot of time in the gym after double sessions okay. um, or even a single session, we'd spend a lot of time in there and he was always in there and they're always oh, yeah. just picking his brain and sort of feeding off to yeah. some extent his success. Um, oh, yeah. although, he, although he's maybe not classed as, a, as an A-lister, but as a youngster <laughs> coming through, it's, nah. very seldom, it's very seldom you get the, the, the superstar that has got the you know the the time the time or yeah. the, the mentality or the attitude to, to sort of reach out and, and just make sure right. you're okay. And I always remember the the day, um, actually you know sort of packed up my locker and left the club. Yeah, uh, Darren, I think Darren may have been inheriting the captain's band from from Whitey at the time. Okay. Um, he messaged, he sent me an SMS, just you know sort of, I picked me up. You're good right. enough. You know you're gonna uh, that. You know that that stuck with me today. And Dan and I yeah. remain great great buddies. And he often oh, comes yeah. over to Dubai. And um, okay. you know we always catch up. And but no, oh, first magic. and foremost, a brilliant a brilliant lad. And secondly, a, a great player. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, was there anyone in that first team that you, that was surprisingly shit? Or were they all good players? <laughs> <laughs> Must have been. I was somebody that's named. I laughed at that question. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's funny. Um, I'll, I'll I'll touch on a player. I'm I'm not going to say he was uh, he he was poor, okay. but I, I remember we'll read between uh, the lines, Terry. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not at all. In fact, I'll I'll speak about two players. But there was one there was one case. Um, it was uh, Rashid Bilibed, the okay. Moroccan lad. Uh-huh. Now, what I think what everybody forgot about this guy is that I think when he arrived, he was 18. Yeah, that's right. He was just mm-hmm. he was just a kid. Aye. He was just—he was just a kid, but it was pre-season, and um, it was Gardner Spears was um, was obviously was overseeing or facilitating uh-huh. um, some of the fitness training at the time, and um, Bellabed obviously he spoke Arabic, he spoke French, yes, uh-huh. um, and on a one-to-one his English was seamless; it was perfect. Okay, okay. I mean, it was better than our French and our Moroccan. Put it that way, or our <laughs> certainly, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, but work rate wasn't his his biggest asset. Uh-huh. Technically unbelievable. I mean, do some incredible things, and I'll I'll mention yeah, yeah. him later on for yeah. reasons probably related to this. But they were doing these. You know, it was twenty, thirty, forty, sixty, eighty yard runs or hundred meter runs, whatever it was. And um, you know, obviously the fitness coach Stuart Hogg at the time, go, you know, the big shout, and um, uh-huh. he everybody's bombing. You know, you can't be last or else the whole group runs again, that type of mentality. <laughs> and um, here's Bellabed just at a jog, you know, 20 metres behind, 30 <laughs> metres behind, 40. And, uh, you know, that happened once, then it, it happened three times. And obviously, whatever it was, 10 runs or whatever. And by this time, uh, Spears is pulling it like cursing, like you wouldn't believe. And remember, this lad's he's Muslim. Obviously, no. cultural yeah. awareness at the time was zero. From us all, <laughs> but um, he's like Rashid, Rashid. You know, you got to run fast, run fast. And he's kind of giving it. I don't understand. I don't understand. He understood fair and well. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> it, it got to the point. Gardner Spears was saying one, two, three in every language known to man, <laughs> just just to make sure that. And I mean, effing and blinding, and he just absolutely custard pied him. And just jogged his way through, going bananas and all sorts. But it, it was, it was. I guess it was Bellabed's way of sort of just, you know, uh-huh. marking his territory. You know, just letting everybody know that he's got a bit about him. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But in terms of ability, different class. I guess the one, right. the one that you would 
probably really harsh. I hope he's not even listening to this. He probably nah, won't be. be. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like trampoline first touch, like awful. Uh-huh. Uh Was was Darren Markey? Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't I think mean, that'll be a surprise. <laughs> no, but I mean, he he was always one that, in to a degree, surprised everybody. Right. Um, as he did have trampoline touch, but I mean, he could run like the wind. His pace right. was frightening. Um, he, he probably he always, gets he, he scored some important goals for Aberdeen, didn't he? So he maybe gets a, a good rep that way. Uh, I mean, he had a few off the back <laughs> of the head and a couple off his Aye. backside. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, he, he was he was always the golden boy uh, for a long time yeah. there. For, I okay. guess you know you know sometimes legs beats heads, and uh-huh. uh, that was potentially you know if it's the system it could be whatever. But um, I mean, his asset was his speed, and that speed was was frightening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's probably very harsh to say. Uh, he was a poor player. It's just yeah. one that I guess is relevant uh-huh. to to the listeners, and and one that yeah. you know went on to surprisingly have have a, a really good career. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you got made captain of the youth team. Must have been a proud moment, but uh, also a proud moment winning the Scottish Youth Cup. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, in that order. Uh, yeah. It, it it was a it, it was a privilege and something that obviously that I can always you know obtain and, yeah, and you know yeah. add, add to my profile and you know I, I do think today that it contributes to uh, or it links in a lot to my role as a as a you know as a director of football or sporting director um, uh-huh. of, of a team of staff so uh-huh. no it, it was brilliant and you know Drew Drew at the time obviously had a lot of trust in me and you know probably yeah. felt to some degree probably his go-to guy for for a few things um you know, and again, as I said, that the, the dark side was, you know, there was a lot of accountability um, yeah, put on yeah. me as it, as it relates to just, you know, standards and making sure that, you know, everybody's playing within the boundaries, if you like. Um, yeah. But no, we, we, we had a good bunch of boys and I was, I'm proud to say that I had that, you know, and um, that's something that nobody can take away from us. Um, yes. the, the, the youth it was Celtic was, in the final, wasn't it? So it was. Uh, yeah, I looked at. I, mean, I looked, uh, actually read the match report back uh, before we we came on and looked at the teams, and and that Celtic team was full of guys who went on to play for the first team. So uh, well, it was, it was no mean feat uh, winning that cup. No, I mean uh, it, it was a it was a funny one. Uh, I mean the lands that you're 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 probably suggesting uh, they were now knocking on the door. Certainly yes. playing reserve reserve team football. Yeah. Um, some some may be knocking on the door of the the first team. Um, yeah. We of course brought in, you know, our race cards, uh, such as Kevin McNaughton, uh-huh. <laughs> who unbelievable. I mean, that's that's a player that just naturally was made to play professional football. Nutrition, yes, no. uh, looking after yourself, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chuck, chuck, chuck him on the bleep test. He'd outrun no. the tape. You know, after pol- polishing off, uh, you know, three butteries before training, um, he was on. He was unreal. He went grey at you know nineteen, but yes, silver fox. Uh, I might have seen him play for Cardiff in his mid twenties or something. He was grey. Unbelievable. Then. <laughs> he he adopted the name uh, Summer very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, after because he used to play centre back at the beginning, and he was right. just again taking liberties of players. Um, <laughs> but all oh, the cup, the cup final was brilliant, and I guess one. One you know key moment. There was obviously a lot. Um, yeah. It was great to be involved first and foremost. But um, I remember Celtic brought in the big guns, so we we matched that up with the two or three that we had. Fergus yeah. Tiernan in um, the middle of the park. Oh, yeah. We brought in yeah. Daz Mackey for his pace. We had uh, obviously uh, Samer come in 
um, uh-huh. to, to sort of you know sew things up at the back. Um, but it was always going to be a great fixture. Um, the, the, I remember one one of the the key sort of messages in the changing room was uh, Celtic wore I remember matching suits for the game. Okay. Aye. And at youth level, it wasn't really something you did. Um, no. But we wore our regular, remember at the time, Puma tracksuits. Um, you know, probably hand-me-downs as well at the time. <laughs> uh, but suffice it to say, that drove uh, a big part of the team talk. Uh, okay. Obviously, much, much in our favour. You know, feet on the ground, keep it simple, play together, yeah. stay together. That type of mentality. They think they've won the game before a ball's kicked. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You know, I can't remember, to be honest, much actually about the game except uh-huh. the two goals. Um, but obviously, just delighted to win. Um, and obviously, after the match, events were brilliant. Uh, right. I remember the, the, the chairman and uh, Scovdal came in. There was some wee, wee brown Imagine. envelopes uh, were oh, handed right. out after the game, which was brilliant. Nice and, you were off um, doing Armadeus with them. Yes, uh, very <laughs> much so. But the, I remember there was, there was a bus full of beers. And um, uh-huh. it was a shame because at the time, nobody drank. No. To be quite honest with you, <laughs> so it was a kind of weird situation that they put us in because, you know, we we were just happy to win the trophy, um, but of course we had a good time. And um, I guess the you know one of the key things that I preach, you know, in the, in the in in my day to day stuff is, you know, sort of the the reality checks and the bumps in the road. Uh, yeah. We ended up we we played Livingston a few days after. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, the cup cup final was a, a midweek game. Yeah. So we had, a, we had a Saturday league game coming up a couple of days <laughs> after. And um, not related to the drinks, but everybody was kind of hung over just from the uh-huh. occasion. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we went down to Livy and, uh, and got turned over. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just a massive wake-up call that, you know, you can't, you can't sort of dwell too much on the highs because, you know, the lows no. are just waiting for you around the corner. And, you know, preparing yourself for the detours is, is critical. And that's obviously, and, uh, you know, it's... Yeah. You know, understand that but I also think that you've got to enjoy enjoy the things like a cup final win because who knows when you'll do it again no that, I mean <laughs> absolutely and I mean we did and I don't regret it I guess it was just the reality nah, yeah yeah and we got absolutely <laughs> roasted after that game and uh-huh. I remember myself in particular as captain um I remember getting hammered <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the game but you know that's that's just yeah. the reality, and it goes back to standards. You know, it's not about one game; it's about the journey, and yeah. you've got to you know you've got to be prepared for the next challenge. Yeah, um, and then obviously the highs of the the, the cut win, but lowest moment of the career, getting released by Aberdeen, and why did that happen? And yeah, very much so. Um, I mean, it's not something that I'm I'm ashamed at all to to discuss or to talk about. Even yeah. you know, I use it often in my day to day stuff with the kids. Yeah. Um, or even my staff, you know, I think yes. it's, the lesson and the takeaway can be applicable into anything. Yeah. Um, it did come as a surprise, yeah. um, t- to be quite honest. Um, it was just one random day after training, you know, sort of okay. cut the cord stuff um, okay. in the manager's office. You're in that environment. And, you know, obviously there's, it, <laughs> it's not the most wordy conversation uh, <laughs> you could say. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, before you know it, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, you've got to, you've got to start planning for an yeah, alternative. And, yeah. um, you know, because I had such a long tenure at the club yeah. as a kid growing into, obviously, a young man, um, yeah, probably you could stay without, again, without being too dramatic, 
probably never recovered from it. To be okay. again, I'm, I'm no. not ashamed to say that. I think the psychological stuff yes. has a bigger impact. And you know, ability is one thing. Having the belief and the confidence to implement yes. that on a consistent basis is ultimately the ingredient. And no. I lost that very quickly. And when we've spoken about this before, that you've used that to further yourself now and what you're doing, and you've you've came to accept that that's why it ended, and, and now you're going to be the best you can be out there uh, because of that knock you had early on. Yeah, no, I mean, look, um, you could say it's fate, you could say it's destiny, um, yeah. good luck, bad luck, whatever, however you want to look at it. But, you know, w- my dream is still to be a professional footballer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always say that to the kids, you know. Yes. I say it to my own son, you know, when I ask him what he wants to be. I still want to be a professional. I still dream about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have dreams about that, you know, for as weird as that <laughs> might sound. But uh-huh. um, no, so do I. And I've known it... I'm not going to be a professional footballer since I was about 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just part, it's part of who we are, right? Uh, um, yeah. But no, a, a, lot, a lot of the learning um, from that experience has, has helped channel, I guess, me no. you know, as, a pers- as a person first into the, you know, the, the direction that I'm going um, yeah. Yeah. within coaching, within management, within leadership. And, you know, I think that does relate and link into obviously some of the, the experiences that I've spoke about already in terms of, you know, captain yeah. and teams, uh, you, know, uh, you know, building good relationships, you know, you know, people. I think these are key values that I believe that, hmm. you know, will ultimately contribute to, you know, my future successes moving forward, you know. Yes. Yeah. So you left Aberdeen and you ended up at Peterhead. So how did that come about? They were obviously into the, the football league at that point. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a tough it was a tough not a tough decision. It was just a, uh-huh. the tran- the transition was obviously foreign to me. Um yes. just, was that just part-time in term- football at that point. It it was, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. you know, it at the time Obviously, my head was all over the place at the time, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, you're sort of looking. There was a bit of noise, you know, maybe get up to Cali for something. Yeah. Maybe get up to County for something. Nothing was really coming to fruition. Never had an agent. You know, that wasn't a thing at the time. No. Um, it was hard to justify, to be quite honest. Yeah. So you were kind of yeah. you're kind of on your own at the time. But I know, I know the club uh, were in dialogue with Peter Head. Uh, kind of knew yeah. the knew knew the head of recruitment there, the guy that was doing the scouting, okay. and um, I put a funny spin to it because obviously I don't want it to be too <laughs> too doom and gloom. As I say, I take I, I, I take more positives out of this than, than probably most most would. Um, but I remember I, I I was I was requested to go and play a midweek uh, friendly. It was against okay. I'm sure it was Ellen away I think with the reserves right. and. I mean, obviously, in the dressing room, you've been accustomed to obviously being in a fantastic dressing room with great lads. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, you know, you're in with lads that have just been, you know, working nine to five. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I remember at the time, uh, my, my good pal, as you know, uh, Ross uh, Gons, uh-huh. he came in. He came in just to sort of, you know, watch, you could say, right? well, you could say, comfort me for a bit, you know, sort of hold okay. my hand a little bit because. Uh-huh. I was honestly dreading it, James, and it was right. something that, you know, I, I guess I had to do. Otherwise, yeah. you know, 
you know, th- there was very little opportunities at the time. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, I went in there. I hated the experience at the time. Uh-huh. I remember just the general <laughs> standards were so sloppy. Okay. You know, the lads, I remember there was lads, you know, just sort of barfing in the change. Just everything <laughs> about it was just, it was a bit country at the time. And that sounds uh-huh. very uh, contradictory uh-huh. me saying that. But obviously coming <laughs> from an environment full of, you know, city boys, central yeah. belt lads, Obviously, there's an intensity to everything. There's a professionalism. Yeah. This was, you know, it was amateur, and that was the reality. <laughs> um, yeah. But you no, know, I, I played. I played that game. Did okay. Um, knew knew I would be. I'd, I'd be given an opportunity there, but just didn't right. know if that was the right thing for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I went on trial there. But then I met Ian Wilson at his uh, okay. soccer school, actually uh, in Aberdeen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Remember, I had a good chat with him, um, then ended up going. I think this was potentially the, the turning moment um, for me. We went on holiday to Ibiza with the lads. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, there, was my, we, there was myself, uh, Ross, Ray, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Stephen Watt, uh, Kev Robertson, uh-huh. Darren McAllister. I think that was it. Is this the famous Ibiza Cup winning team? This was the turning moment (laughs) in my career. We won this Ibiza Cup when there was a Uh bunch of boys there. I think they were were pros at Huddersfield. There was like three or four teams. And um, (laughs) obviously I'm trying to turn a positive uh, a negative Uh into a positive here. uh, Yeah, I met Ian Wilson. He gave me the big sell. I went to Ibiza. We won the Ibiza Cup. I felt a million dollars like the rest of us did. <laughs> had a great two weeks and uh, came back Magic. and had a call from Wilson asking me to sign. So I took yeah. a day and accepted and right. you know, I just sort of delved into it with two feet. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is Ian, well, he was absolutely brilliant. Okay. Right. Um, he, he had his favourites. Um, don't yeah. get me wrong as a coach, but he was class. His coaching yeah. was brilliant. Um, just, just his enthusiasm. Uh, but my best pre-season was with him. Okay. And uh, obviously that was having, you know, three pre-seasons, full pre-seasons as a pro under Aberdeen with, you know, all them resources and the sports science coming into the game. But Ian's, Ian's training and everything about his training right. and, his, and his practice was, was honest. And, um, you know, you had to work hard, otherwise you'd get called right. out yeah. for it. And I, yeah. I liked that. Um, I remember he took us a, a run along... Uh, uh, one of the beaches uh, in Aberdeen, right. all the first team. So, um, I mean, it, it was a grueling, I mean, I don't know, it felt like 10 mile at the time, <laughs> but uh, it, it was hard work. And I remember he finished 100 metres or so in front of everybody okay. else. Jeebus. It must have, been, must have been 50 at the time. But for me, for me, for me, that was, that was inspiring. And that kind of, right. that reassured me that I'm in a good place here because yeah. his passion and his drive is going right. to serve my right. interests you know, moving forward. Yes. yes. And I, I could tell that. Um, I remember uh, the first pre-season game, uh, Sod's Law was against Aberdeen <laughs> oh. um, at Peterhead. And uh, it was in the middle of the summer. But um, it was against the first team as well. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, d- I did okay. Uh, I d- did all right, to be honest. Held my own. But I remember at one point, uh, I remember... My pal Darren Young received the ball in the middle of the pitch. And I've okay. called for the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually called. I'm fucking hell. I hope nobody heard that. Um, but no, he got on the ball. And I've called for it. And just realised I was wearing blue again. Um, I guess. I guess that showed that it never really left 
uh-huh. uh, me me mentally and mm-hmm. um ultimately i guess my tenure at peterhead didn't really match what no. my aspirations or what my potential was no um do you think you were going to use it as a stepping stone to get back up to sort of spl levels or had you accepted no, that no, you wanted no, to go no, back no. there no I, I i i could put my hand on heart and in in no. point you know and honestly say i knew that that ship had sailed and that opportunity okay. had passed no, um yeah. did i still want to you know, establish myself in a lower league. Yeah. Um, I think so. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just trying to remain transparent and honest. You know, I think so. It's easy to say, of course, but you know, at this point, again, you know, psychologically, I was, I was starting to doubt. wasn't playing every week. Was in and out. Uh-huh. The bit of politics yeah. at the club at the time as well, with all uh-huh. the players and wages and all that stuff. I was kind okay. of privy to that. And to be honest with you, then started to just question. You know, I was I was down in Glasgow every second weekend playing away. I was away to yeah, Morton. Yeah. Um, actually, on that point, it it, it was a moment. Uh, we we had a fixture away to Greenock, Greenock Morton. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I used to have to obviously drive into the town to get the to get the bus with okay. the lads. And uh-huh. um, I mean, I I almost killed myself on the way in the car. Um, huh. I remember I took my mum and dad's car, the the old Audi. Uh-huh. And uh, wrote it off, and it had a really, really bad accident. <laughs> and that moment kind of just—it it wasn't the moment, but yeah. it contributed to. I was really starting to question. I'm doing all this. I'm travelling again. You know, Glasgow, yeah. Dundee, whatever, whatever it is. Every second week, yeah, playing here, not playing there, bit part. Um, if is it's this fair to say, you were losing the love of the game at that point. Uh, to to a degree, yeah, I would right. say that, you know, yeah. and um, again, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, it's yeah. it, it again reflects back to the individual and the person and, you know, my makeup at the time uh, clearly lacked that, that resilience yeah. and that, that self-belief and that, that yeah. confidence to rebuild um, that coupled with, you know, some of my best, my best mates from Banff and Macduff uh, or our region were, were obviously, having a great time at the Vale, um, uh-huh. <laughs> successful, um, having a great time just as yeah, as a bunch of boys, you know, and, just, right. just enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just enjoying yeah. it. And, you know, that did start to play mind games right. with me. And, you know, yeah. obviously my relationship with the likes of Dougal, uh, yeah. Darren uh, McAllister and, and Marty Kinghorn, uh-huh. that become more appealing to me yeah, than yeah. trying to rebuild, you could say, my career when I think ultimately my belief was starting to, uh, yeah, you know, dis- disintegrate, you know. Before we go on to your move to the available, obviously it was a bit, you know, it's a drop in the standards, but were there, were there some good players in that Peter Heed squad at the time? Uh, there was. I mean, probably the one that probably stood out, and I'd probably say purely for his... He was just so consistent and his experience, uh-huh. he just stunk of experience, to be honest. And, right. and he'd obviously been around the block with Ian Stewart. Mm. Um, Goal machine. Such a, oh, <laughs> such a, I mean, he was probably five feet two or something. Right. But, but for such a small lad, he had a massive personality in the squad. Okay. Right. Um, he, was a, he just scored for fun. He was a Peter Headman at the time. Fans' favourite, and you know, yep. he, he was always a lad that gave you the time, and I, I appreciated that. 
remember, and I was still yeah. young. I was still really young. I was still in my teens That's at the it. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was still a kid, still learning my, my trade, you know, but he, he was brilliant. One other lad that he was probably probably a year or two older, maybe, maybe two, three years older, was uh, Martin Johnson. Okay, yeah. Um, he went on to play, I think, at Cove. But Martin, right. Martin was a great guy, um, quite, quite quiet, really polite, really nice lad. But technically, for a big guy, he, he was brilliant. Um, similar to a degree as Mike McKenzie, just in oh, terms I of that, that yeah. technical confidence. He, he was yeah. brilliant, but I guess a nice lad as well, which is why I probably yeah. think he deserves a, a little shout out. But Stuart, he was definitely the, you know, the he, he was the main right. man. Yeah. He, you know, he wore number eight, but was, was essentially, you know, yeah. the, 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 the number nine of the team. But um, yes. But yeah. Good. Uh, so you got your wish. Back to the Vale. Uh, was it was Greg Carl still in charge at that point? Greg was, yeah, very much so. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. I mean, it was more Billy, Billy Anderson, and um, right. through his relationship, obviously with my with my dad. Um, yes, and and myself, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I I've known Billy a long time. Obviously, know his his two boys um, yes. and the rest of his family, to be honest, quite well. Um, but it was Billy, my dad, that obviously got into conversation. Mm -hmm. I'd made it quite clear that I wasn't really enjoying where I was at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was them two that sort of you know sort of presented the opportunity. And to be honest with you, having spoken to, as I say, my, my buddies uh, that, that were part of the Vale at the time, uh -huh. um, yeah. it was a no-brainer, James. At the time, it just uh -huh. suited. I was yeah. back living in, in the area as well. It just made sense. Yeah. You know, home, and that, home games are across the bridge and, you know, that was pretty much it. I mean, that was an available fly and successful side. Obviously, full of quality players, but who, who did you love playing with? Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, it, it, was, it was great to, it was great to, you know, just get back playing with, right. yeah. with boys, boys that I knew. And I guess that there was a lot of history there as, right. as lads, you know. I mean, guys like Matty Kinghorn that, Played for the age of five. Yeah, yeah. You know, for example, you know, and obviously the rest of the boys that I met, obviously through through our days at Banff. But yeah. um, but now you could, you know, Marty. Although he, he, I think he left a year or two after me. Obviously, big Dugs. Um, we became, you know, obviously great mates. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, he he evolved into my security guard most weekends. <laughs> um, uh, I was there a know, few people in a shot at the title, were there? Hi. Um, <laughs> Daz, Daz, obviously Daz McAllister. We shared a you know pretty uh, immature yeah. sense of humour at times. Uh -huh. Are you still uh, got it? Aye, aye. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, I met Chiz. You know, that that's where I met Chiz, and obviously become okay. good yeah. mates with Chizzo. And uh, there's uh -huh. obviously other lads that that were, were great, great players yeah. and great, great boys as well. I remember uh, we we were through at goals. Uh, uh -huh. We used to train there on a Wednesday. That's I think right. And um, I think we had a couple of pitches running more often or not. And right. uh, it was my, my turn to go on goals, basically, which I despise, by the way. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And uh, a Matty Kinghorn, I think it was a volley from two yards, uh, you know, snapped my wrist in two. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right there in front of me. And uh -huh. um, so the session wrapped up and we get into McAllister's yeah, I think everybody remembers his uh, his fancy red mini, uh -huh. and um, of course we're we're sort of looking looking for the nearest hospital, 
I knew it was broken, starting to feel sick and all that stuff. All right, the symptoms yeah. were present. And, um, <laughs> but the humour that we shared at that time kicked yeah. in. So we went up every one-way street the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> un, 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 unnecessarily, McAllister uh -huh. doing the, you know, the, the, the sort of 10-point turn like the Austin Powers movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously the giggles kicked in. And at this point, I was in so much pain, I couldn't help but contribute and join in. But anyway, we, we, we gets to the we gets to the A and E, uh, and right. by this time it's getting quite late, and um, I'm sitting in there with the rest of the the punters. You know, it was an interesting crowd, as I'm sure you can imagine at that time. Right. And um, the two lads obviously had gone off. I thought gone for a drink or a tea or a coffee or something or a juice, or just <laughs> back to the car. But anyway, I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself, thinking I just broke into the first team as well. Aye. I was doing well. All I'm thinking is, Christ, that's the end of the season for me because there was only, I think, a handful of games left. Okay. Aye. And I, w I wanted to be part of that, you know, that, that final, you know, sort of uh, that home straight. The running, eh? But no, the, the, the swing doors bang open and here's Matty in a wheelchair with a blanket on his leg with one leg in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and McAllister pushing him at, you know, ridiculous pace through these doors. Let's go. <laughs> Matty smashes into one of the, I think it was the reception desk. And of course, again, I've erupted. It, it was hilarious to see like someone at a jackass or something. <laughs> and I think at that point, I got moved down the list probably straight to the bottom because she's probably thinking there's bugger all wrong with him. But, right. um, but no, it was funny. And that, that, that time was, I think it was what I needed, you know, to some right. extent. Right. Just a yeah, bit of fun. for the game. Yeah, a little bit. You know, just spending time with guys right. that I, I guess I, I enjoyed being around that were mates, yeah. genuine mates, because I'd probably accepted that. Aye. You know, you know, making the sacrifices to go here and there across yes. the country. Um, that were lads that I, I'll you know probably spend yeah. you know a, a day or two at most um, was was probably go, gonna offer little to me in the long term. So uh, for me, yeah. for me, it was the right move, uh, James, cool. at that time. Some silverware in that period for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously joined at a good time. Um, uh -huh. Won the league that year. Um, yeah. It was brilliant. I guess the I guess from a personal perspective, the only disappointment was just that I missed that. Ah, last yeah. straight I was in the team and you know that was just one disappointment but you know regardless to say it was it was brilliant to be part of and the celebrations right. good so you ended up taking a holiday to Dubai I think in 2006 was it that was to change your life forever uh, very much so it was it was 2005 actually uh, Five, moved, okay, six yeah so right. it was uh, Remember, we just got beat off a cove in the cup final up at Keith. Okay. <laughs> Remember, and I think that it was a day after that, I was, uh, I'd organised a, a holiday to come to Dubai. Yeah. Obviously, my dad had moved here. He had relocated. Yes, right. mm. Living here full time and working here. And um, I think he, he was going on a, a work trip or something. Um, yes. For the total, the total of three weeks. So what happened was... Um, my good buddies, uh, Ross McArthur and Ray Forbes, uh -huh. they, they were game. So they, they, you know, they bought their ticket. Um, but I came a week early. So I had a week. Uh, okay. I, was in Dubai. I hadn't seen them in years. Um, but yeah, so I came here and sort of soaked up some sun and seen the sights. 
So I, I was really very much teed up for the boys to arrive. Yeah. So we, we had two full weeks here as um, I think we were, what, 19 or 20, 20 I think, 20, uh, 20 years yeah. old. We were a good age, you know, and um, so, you know, me, me and the boys had, I mean, a, an unbelievable holiday, a great mm -hmm. time, just a massive eye-opener, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, literally, Ross and Ray had to pack my bag on the last day. I, I was set to <laughs> But no, so, I mean, I, I just fell in love with the place from day Aye. one. Yeah. Uh, I came back, was still at the Vale. Um, still playing, but again, I wouldn't say it was my purpose, if that no. makes sense. I get you, uh, wasn't my purpose and, uh, you know, an opportunity. I came and, I came and spent another week or so um, yeah. over the, the winter period. Again, I started looking around for work, started putting my okay. CV in. Mm -hmm. And come, come February 2006, um, start of February, I, I got offered a job. Really? Nice. I was I was coaching at the time for Aberdeen, uh, obviously in, in the Banff area. Okay, um, I wanted to. I still wanted to be in the game. Yeah, um, yeah. A playing perspective, I was I was just a bit lost and just wasn't really enjoying it. Nah. Um But no, I, I came over and was 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 coaching part time to start off. You know, at, at okay, very yeah. few. Mm -hmm. um, but quickly established myself, uh, James, and and uh, right. before it was was sort of head coach, and then. You know, sort of evolved into academy director at the time. Aye, yeah. And then up took that role for some years. Um, got the experience of shaping my own team. Obviously, being accountable for for the overall department and yes. uh, recruitment, uh, talent ID, reporting. Uh, obviously, developing as a coach as well. Aye. Uh, these different disciplines were were presented on a day to day basis, which obviously Brilliant. helped. Uh, on 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 the, the the sort of bigger scale, what do you think your strengths strengths and attributes are as a as a coach? Uh, I, I think coaching the person before the game. I think Aye. that's learned. Is that you know obviously everybody can have a great opinion, but it's getting a getting a unit, <laughs> yeah. Team, yeah, getting an individual to implement and execute that. You know, um, I think I, I can build relationships quite comfortably, yeah. quite. Um, again, that that kind of, in a strange way, might revert back to my own experiences, and you know, maybe getting that one-to-one -one time and that one-to-one yes. -one and insight. Could that have helped me as a player? Maybe, maybe not. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but that that is is um, is a strength uh, that I think you know can 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 relate to the players yes. that I work, with and obviously a team of staff that I'm, I'm ultimately responsible for. Okay, um, in terms, you know, sort of, you've got your own football club out there, City Football Club. How did that come about? Starting up on your own? Yeah, so I mean, it, it was something that was in the pipeline for. I mean, you, some some years. I mean, I couldn't have put a timeline on it. Maybe yeah, five yeah. or six years, maybe more than that. It was always an aspiration. I was starting to yeah. build my starting to build my own brand and my own identity in the area. Um, yes. Pretty successful, you know. Uh, at the previous club I was at, you know, you could say we were winning, and that that applies to several mm -hmm. facets in the, the industry. But you know, we had a good reputation. Right. I was yes. fourth, and um, you know, an opportunity arose. Just uh, you know, externally, you know, I got approached to 
to discuss how it would look, how it would work, what my ideas okay. are. What yes. Definitely. Uh, what kind of environment do I want to set? And um, it was very much a blank canvas as it relates right. to that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I say, it was it was starting from from the foundations up, recruitment of staff. Mm. Um, yes. Developing a brand, so there was a big commercial um, lens, you know, on on the entire picture. You know, we had to come up with a like everything from the logo to the color to the name. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so what? Um, what sets City Football Club apart from from the others? Uh, the 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 portability of the brand. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's there's franchise ideas that we've got. Um, I'm a United fan, as you know, so it's uh-huh. not because of me. <laughs> Hence why we wear red. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the, the portability and, you know, the, the, the commercial aspect right. of it um, is, is more aligned with the, the product, you could say, which is high performance. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems to me there's a progression through, through the ages right up to, to sort of adults now. Is, there an, is the goal to then eventually maybe develop players for, for big clubs back here or sell players on or is yeah, that so looking into? Yeah, so a good question. The, I mean, the model, the model is very much, we've got pre-elite, which is your sort of foundation years. You've got your yeah. foundation, which is your sort of golden years, you could say, up to 12. Right. You've got mm-hmm. a youth development phase, which is preparing players to go and play professionally. And, you know, the sort of final... Um, uh, the pinnacle of the program, you could say, is the is the first team. So we've now got yes. the first team, the, the official yeah. second, which Brilliant. is, by the way, in this area because everything's very localised. Uh-huh. Uh, we're the first expat uh, club to participate at this level. Okay, so, but yeah, so creating that pathway first and foremost for the players, the youth, um, to to work their way through the pyramid and up the ladder. Right. That first and foremost the priority but as a business um the model is very much to nurture talent to then look yes. at um you know how other clubs can acquire uh, our and, players am to, i right to, you told me when i was out that you, you sold the, or, or a couple of players had certainly gone to bolton had they yeah so we we had two two lads from our e-teams uh must be almost 12 months ago now right yeah they, he signed two-year pros at Bolton. Obviously, Brilliant. had their issues, but as a youth ah. player, maybe not a bad club to be at. You know, well, because they're the, going to get opportunities here. <laughs> correct. Um, so yeah, so that that was that was uh, obviously a fantastic testament to the to the program. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, everything we're, we're we're trying to challenge the norm here and um, yes. remain remain professional and remain you know I guess loyal to yes. to the play. It seems like you're trying to prepare players from a young age to, to have that elite mentality and to be ready for the rigours of the professional game. Very much so. And that, that's right. the niche. That's, that's when I've seen the opportunity is to challenge the norm. And, yeah. you know, the, the, the commercial agenda here is, is often to the detriment of the, the kids. And right. the, the, but, um, I mean, our, our foundation phase of training, they've got four contact days with us in a week. Yes. You know, our phase have got up to five contact days with us in a week, um, as well as strength and conditioning, as well as testing, uh, growth and maturation. So we are we yeah. do have a or, you know, your smaller players, but are still technically fantastic. So yes, how can we? Right. 
you know, through that through that growth period. Um, so yeah, so you know, we're, we're trying to we're trying to align with the best, you know, in class, right. and you know, especially within the region, we have become, without well, being blasé, very much pioneers of, yeah, yeah. you know, the youth fo- football space here, and you know, we do a lot with the federation, um, obviously, just in terms of sharing good practice and right. yeah, PD, so yeah, brilliant, and. Uh, you're developing yourself as well. Eh? I, I know you, you're back and forth to Manchester. You're doing a doing a course there. Eh? Yeah. So Pep's uh, passing his wisdom to you, is he? Yeah, I mean, he, he he pulled me up just for his my opinion on something. So of course, I I, I gave him gave him two minutes of my time um, <laughs> at the campus. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm in my final year of uh, masters in sport and directorship. Right. Uh, been a been a really really good journey uh, so far a lot of sort of provocative thinking just in yes. terms of how you relate obviously the, the business sport with the the, the performance aspect yes um, right. obviously they come hand in hand and it's probably one of the challenges that i've had um it's just making sure that you know your coaches and you know your, your team essentially understand that it is a business at the end of the day right. and just managing that, obviously not being too aggressive, but at the same time, there's got to be an end goal. And uh, yes, it is it is a business at the end of the day. So I do enjoy that side of it. Um, the course content is, it is something I feel familiar with. Um, yes, e-learnings is obviously the cohort is quite dynamic, but quite elite in terms of the okay. that are on it. And it's just been great to, you know, share that space and share that ah, journey brilliant. with Brilliant. Like uh, individuals, but no, it's it's been good so far, and uh, I've got my dissertation this year. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, it's okay, <laughs> and that might you know put me in good stead for you know whatever uh, the next looks like. Great. Am I right in thinking you set up uh, you've set up some sort of link with Aberdeen recently as well, your club? Yeah. So I mean, it, it linked into the the trip they had in uh, January, the, the close Aye. season, see the warm weather training uh, program they had. Um, Obviously, I've still got fairly fairly good links back there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they touch base with me actually. It's an old teammate of mine, Robbie Hederman. He's now head of the. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Robbie touched base with me. He said, "Look, we're coming out. We've got a budget to do some sort of community program. Uh, we want to sort of join hands with uh, you know an established club. Yeah. Um, you know, you're top of the top of the the, the list. What do right. you think?" It was a no-brainer. It was just good ah, to, yeah. to get Neil Simpson down. Actually put, and a nice put little link with home as well. I for you personally. <laughs> yeah, no. Then so uh, I, I linked it in with one of my trips back um, to Manchester. So I went yeah. to Cormac, got the, the sort of VIP tour, and yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, it was just good to share, as I say, good practice and, and yeah. get get. Simi and Gavin Levy, the head of coaching, in to, to work with our players because that handover is, I feel like it, it's always imperative to let yeah. the kids, let the players at any level, even at you know senior level, hear a different voice uh, every now and again. Right. I think, yeah, like, imagine. We should say as well, I never really spoke about it, but you did get back into playing out there as well because Ray was telling us all about it in Dubai. You enjoy your spell playing out there? Honestly, it's it's the. It's the best time I've had playing football. Uh, hi. You've shared the pitch with some superstars along the along the times as well, have you? <laughs> I, uh, uh, 
No, I mean, first and foremost, uh, I think it was just good for me to get away. and I, That was important to me. Right. Um, obviously feeling a bit, I don't know, claustrophobic maybe at home in some, some regards. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really loved my time here. I felt like it was me again. And yeah. uh, the standards, the style was was exactly what I was what I needed, what I was looking for. Um, yeah. The team that I joined, um, we had some, some fun, really, really fantastic players. You know, mm-hmm. guy, guy mm-hmm. same background, you know, just didn't quite cut it, but um, really good players. And no. uh, the, the demographic of the team was, 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 you know, really extremely diverse. Um, so there was a lot of culture within the group, but the... The standard was brilliant. I mean, te- technically, it was it was superb. But no, really, the league the league was ultra competitive. It was exactly no. what, I needed. and it linked in well with. I loved Dubai. I loved my job, and um, you know, I became I fairly quickly established myself as as one of the the better players in, in the no. league. Uh, Magic. You know. Yeah, good. And uh, did I see one time you shared a picture with? Maradona was he out there at one point? Or did I imagine that? Uh, I, yeah, Maradona was. Uh, he was manager of Al Wasl, one of the, okay. the main. Pro- um, I've been given several insights to his tenure there, and uh, it probably comes. <laughs> to from, it was an absolute car crash. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> did a photo shoot thing and signed some shirts. Um, I noticed a few of your your previous guests have been. Dropping some names, so I may uh-huh. as well join the, join the trend. Um, I got a call from a guy that was managing the the Jebel Ali Resort facility, where most of the okay. pro clubs this season. And um, it was quite late on in the Friday, but he called me. As, you know, picked up. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, what are you up to tomorrow? I'm working. Uh, I was coaching, so yeah. why do? You... He said, "Oh, um, I've got a team up." Training preseason, uh, they're playing a bounce game tomorrow, and their midfielder, their main midfielder, got injured in training. And the manager asked if I could get a player. <laughs> so at this time, still, still in my twenties, probably twenty-six, yeah. maybe a good age, yeah. playing every really enjoying my football. And um, I said, "Well, who is it?" He said, "Oh, it's Bonyard Core." <laughs> like. Who's Bonyard? I mean, who the hell are they? He says, oh, yeah. uh, they're in the Uzbekistani Premier League. They've got this massive... <laughs> I said, okay. I was thinking, Christ, <laughs> might, get a, might get a contract here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, he says, okay, so are you in or not? I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sort it out. I'll free myself up. I'm you know, still loving playing. He says, okay, I'll tell Big Phil. I said, who's Big Phil? <laughs> he said, oh, Phil Scolari is the manager. I was like, get <laughs> off. He was like, no. He said, hang up and Google the thing. So before I could hang up the phone, he said, oh, yeah, and by the way, um, Rivaldo's their marquee signing. <laughs> that was like, having me on. So right enough, get off the phone, gets on the Wikipedia, right enough. Uh-huh. Big Rivaldo brings him back saying, count me in. So whatever the time was, I'll see you there. Wear this color of kit, blah, blah, blah. So I get in um, straight into the warm-up. Uh, like, trip me as if I was part of the squad. And here oh, I am sure. Straight into an 11 v 11 and uh, <laughs> I mean it's one of those moments I wish was recorded right. in the 
broken English because Scolari didn't speak a word of Uzbekistani no. or Russian <laughs> speaking. And, uh, you know, midfield is such and such, Rivaldo and Kid. You know, like that. And Brilliant. Like, is that? <laughs> but, uh, Magic. No, superb. And, yeah, I guess your next question is how did you play? Well, I guess any, any, anybody that's played to any sort of reasonable level, they'll all agree that the higher level you play, bizarrely, uh-huh. easier it can be. Okay. And I played really, really well, but I was okay. playing ballers, you know, and nah. uh, it was brilliant. I mean, we finished the game, got a lot of pictures and all that, and then he was like, I need you back tomorrow. So <laughs> I played, played two two days on the bounce, uh, oh, two two full games it was brilliant just a really good experience and uh, magic I guess that's that's what I would say about Dubai is it's you know it's the land of opportunity that uh-huh. you know just comes around the corner and you've got to be ready otherwise uh, it'll slip through your fingers quite quickly uh, great great experience and things are going well for you off the pitch as well yeah you're obviously married you're a father now has it helped that your, your wife was involved in sort of elite sport in her day as well is that she understand things a bit better. Yeah, I mean, def- absolutely. I mean, Andreas is as much of an accomplished uh, athlete as as I was, uh, being uh-huh. a professional player, playing yeah. re- re- country. Um, she's also now a, a fitness professional. She competes, you know, all over the world. So I spend more yeah. of my time carrying her bags than, than my own. Having kids for me really changed. My yeah. mentality, my attitude. I remember the day the day we had Mason, my, my youngest, uh, sorry, my oldest, mm-hmm. um, seven now. I remember the, the, the day I went back to work after he was born. I remember I came back that day and Andrea was like, you've changed. Like, and from <laughs> that, you know, I think it just changed, like you'll understand. Right. Just yeah, changed yeah. my mentality. You know, you sort of grow up very quickly and you've got more of a purpose and I think if you've got that purpose, it, it definitely drives you on, and uh, you know, as a as an as an outcome and a consequence, you know, performances yeah. start start to increase and evolve. So you know, very happy, and I've got two kids now, so hands are full. What will be news? Uh, we'll take a quick run through your your best eleven that you play with now. You've freshened things up for me a bit. You've given me two teams: uh, a, a Canal Park team and a Beyond Canal Park team. Very fitting. So. We'll take a quick run through both. You've got a sort of pro team and a and a local to Banff team. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I just thought thought it was fitting to the yeah. audience to show loyalty to obviously some great players that um, that I played with, you know, over the yeah. years, and obviously recreate some links. So I felt like that yeah. was important. So we'll 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 get the name dropping out of the way first. Go okay. For it. Yeah, go for uh, it. Everybody can roll their eyes and then focus on uh, what the important stuff. Um, obviously, this predominantly is very much Aberdeen centric. Yes, yes. he played with some fantastic players. My goalkeeper, uh, Derek, uh, David uh, David Priest. Aye, um, Priest. I spent played a lot with him in the the reserves. Yeah, uh, massive character. Uh, <laughs> always, always positive. Um, but no, he he was a he was a monster character and just you know. Always had something to say, but but very very reassuring and um, yeah, just a just a good lad to be honest. Behind the scenes, he, you know, no, none of the keepers in in that generation trained harder than him, and uh, okay, hi. Just great to 
to get that opportunity to to, to play with him, uh, a player of his ilk. But no, he, he yeah. was super. Okay. Um, a right back, I've mentioned him already. Uh-huh. Kevin Mc- uh, Samer, obviously he had a, a fantastic career down south. Uh, uh-huh. at but uh, Samer, Samer could do everything. Technically brilliant. I mean, absolute iron lungs would run for fun. <laughs> um, was as quick as any. You know, nice. he's one that probably matched Darren Mackey. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, Samer just had to seem to have everything and uh, flawless in terms of effort, which was yeah. quite frustrating. Um, switching across to left back, uh, I'm going to go for uh, Scott Morrison. Okay. Uh, Scott broke into the first team, but uh, he did well down at uh, Dunfermline, Ross County. Uh, Scotty yeah. was Scotty was Brit. I mean, his left foot was was frightening. Um, no. But technically, anything dead ball. I mean, he was immaculate. Uh, Scotty very yeah. disciplined. Didn't drink. Um, Scotty had the mentality. He was one of them okay. boys that you no. could, could get a hammer in half time and just go out and totally turn it turn it okay. round. Right. No. He was brilliant. The two centre backs. Uh, bags experience. Um, first one's uh-huh. Russell. Yeah, uh, Russell Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Played quite a lot with Rus- uh, Russell uh, in the reserves. Uh, made my debut actually playing centre back alongside him. Uh, believe okay. it or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, but great guy. Used to let me drive his car to training. Used to love that. <laughs> um, the next one's uh, Derek. Derek White. Uh, purely for his his character. Nice. You know, harder in life presence. Believe it or not, the first time I played with Whitey was actually a game at Devonvale um, in the cup. Okay. No. And, yeah, it wasn't the best experience. We actually got beat that night, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough one to swallow. But no, Whitey, uh-huh. Whitey, you made. Um, my midfield three. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, is Darren Young? Uh huh. Um, just someone that I I aspired to be uh, yeah. at that age. And he carried it through, obviously delivered consistently, became club right. cap. But he could do anything. He could pass, he could press, he could mix it up. Um, you, you've made him uh, captain of this team, have you? And he's my captain, yeah. Just Aye. pure drive, just different class. Right. Um, next one would be a massive surprise, but as I said earlier, I want to keep it interesting and challenging, Norm, <laughs> was um, <laughs> Rashid Bilibed, albeit uh-huh. his priest. Um, may paint a, a, a <laughs> reason I put him in is on his day he could do things that nobody else could right. the problem was is that for every two good games he had he had one absolute stinker okay he could do it. I mean left foot right foot unbelievable um, and then you'd get over, overhead kicks on the goal line <laughs> like, just, like chaos at times but Brilliant. in terms Raw natural ability. Aye. He was and fit, fit as a fiddle, uh, relentless. Um, yeah. Albeit the perception mm-hmm. of the guy was probably the complete contrary. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this guy earlier. Uh, uh-huh. Not for me, he he deserves it. Then would be Ross O'Donoghue. Um, yeah, like a handful of first team games, but he he was different class. I think envy that with me during that time would agree that Ross was okay. just he was absolutely different gravy um, my front three uh, I think they do quite well nice nice so, dynamic uh-huh. uh, played a lot with them 
pre-season games, reserve games, uh, would be Hisham Zirawali, uh, God uh-huh. rest his soul. Uh-huh. Again, he could just do stupid things, take right. number two. Aberdeen fans rig- loved him, didn't they? He did, yeah. But such a nice guy. Like, so nice, so humble. Yeah. So okay. Um, he was unbelievable. Again, any foot. Any okay, foot. Mm-hmm. He was just brilliant. Um, my big pal, Rivaldo. Uh-huh, uh, that's me. It's right. made it. Yeah, we'll stick him in. <laughs> ah, um, why not? I'm, I'm hoping you're going to post that picture as well, just for a bit of proof. Oh, well, yeah, I'll we- make sure that one's up there, eh? <laughs> uh, it will be daft of me not to put him in, uh, enough nah. said. Yeah. Uh, one, the last striker of the three was, was Ian Stewart. Okay. Again, so he's, uh, he's in good company up there. Yeah, he is. He deserves it with Stewart. He, I mean, uh, just proper number nine, great finisher, um, big personality for a, a five-foot-two lad. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, it adds to the dynamic of the, the yeah. other two. And I picked the manager, Drew Jarvie. <laughs> I mean, he'd be a good Drew assistant. No. Yeah. Uh, but no, Drew makes the cut. Just no. character, you know, personality. No. He, he would walk in that dressing room and just start bollocking everybody. That's what I liked uh-huh. about Drew. Thick-skinned, okay. a bit Fergie-like. And uh, maybe I'm old school, but... I still think there's a place for that. Yeah. Uh, fit about uh, if you dropped this team all in their prime into the current Premier League, where do you think they'd be? They'd be probably exactly where Aberdeen are now. <laughs> uh, third. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Rivaldo would be an interesting one in the SPL. Like, but, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, would you get? Would you get any games in that team? No. Nah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm, com- I'm comfortable with that. Okay, right. So that was your Beyond Canal Park team, but you've you've, you've prepared a sort of Canal Park team for me, if you will, uh, a bound based yeah. kind of team. So let let's go through that one. Yeah, <laughs> the goalie one. I, um, I hope I didn't upset anybody with that. Um, I guess I've, I've picked this. I've picked him purely because he's he's probably deemed as a local boy, and yeah, I spent yeah. some sale, but. He, He's such a nice guy, big gentle giant, okay. and often a target for some banter. Albeit uh-huh. he probably beat every one of us up, but he did get quite. <laughs> Gone for Ross Bremner. Brems okay. is a good lad, and you know we had good banter with him at the time, and uh, yeah. it's keeping which which I respect that, and he he sustained no. a steady career within the game. So I went yeah. for Brem, um, my right back. And this is through my time with him, obviously in Dubai, a good yeah, part. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never seen a guy run so much, even if there's <laughs> nothing. Absolute uh-huh. relief. Uh, a bit crazy maybe at times. Uh, could lose his head quite quickly, uh, more <laughs> often. But, uh, in terms of attitude and making my game easier, uh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go uh, Ray Forbes right back. Uh-huh. See that you've always had a guy like that going through your career, Terry. You got Ray at the you had yeah. me at primary school. <laughs> <laughs> um, skipping across the left back, uh, this guy was hard as nails. Uh, played right, a you lot. weren't messing with him. No, uh, played a lot with him my, my time at McDuff Lions. Um, yeah. When the game, re, you know, sort of uh, uh-huh. came through. It's Colin Gibson. Uh, uh-huh. Boys, he was hard as nails, as, as, as we've said. 
Um, but he could play as well and at a strong left foot. So I've gone for gone for Colin. Okay. Um, my two I think they'd make a good pair. Um, would be my brother Simon, as I uh-huh. said earlier. Fantastic sweeper. Uh, great with both feet. He was, I mean, he could, he could kick it as far with his left as he could with his right. Uh, uh-huh. Good organ. Um, kind of got the changing room a little bit. I've seen that when we were at high school together. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gained a and his peer groups, and uh, as Sam was a good player, he's just his heart wasn't in it. It's as simple as no, that. He didn't um, kick on for there, but he was. Uh, I used to get a pipe with him every now and then, doing it at the ship, and he uh, loved his music and new in movies. And we always got a good chat about that. Simon, he was a he was a nice lad. Ridiculous knowledge. Um, aye, oh aye. Next centre back in is uh, a good pal of mine is Mark Chisholm. Okay, uh, of Chis, yeah, another former guest. Yeah, played with Chiz at the Vale. Um, Chiz's love for the Vale, I think I found. I just found it amazing that he was so into it. He was so passionate. I never had that passion at the time, um, as as I sort of touched on earlier. But um, his his just general appetite for for playing for the Vale at the time was was brilliant. Uh And goal scoring centre half. Yeah, I would score for fun. (laughs) Uh for Toffee but Chiz would score one a week or two a week you know so um, <laughs> that level definitely you know he definitely uh, contributed to what was a, a really good uh, generation of football and, and obviously players coming in um, yeah. I've gone I've gone uh, again back to our younger years and that's why there's a couple of players here that are in different positions that yeah, yeah, probably yeah. May, may, may question um, but one of the best centre mids especially with my youth Local Aye. boy, uh, grew up with him. Obviously, he's good pals with my brother. It was Marty Kinghorn. Um, yeah. I played a lot alongside Marty. Uh, great athlete, fantastic. Remember, he's fantastic cross country runner. Was always one of the quickest. Was just a good all rounder, Marty. Uh, a good lad as well. We had some great laughs at the Vale when we drive into training. And, uh-huh. yeah, up you keep up with his poet poetry online? I don't actually, but I can. <laughs> You know, a man of many talents. Um, uh, but Matty, nice guy. No, definitely. Um, I've put him in there alongside myself. Okay. Uh, um, as a t- two centre mids and, and as a four. Uh, we don't need to waffle on about me. Um, <laughs> my number seven has got to be, uh, he, was, he was superb as a youth. I think uh, it was mentioned last week. Uh-huh. He's just a player. He's brought on last week. Albert Watt was brilliant, like fast. Yeah. Another one, tough, relentless, um, got goals, nick goals for fun. But oh, yeah. he was someone that he always had a good game, just in terms right. of like put his put his body on the line, heart on the sleeve. He'd give you nothing but one hundred and ten percent. And another and, like uh, your brother, maybe that just didn't want to be involved in football past past that. Yeah, as Steve said last week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Ab deserves a shout there. Um, that then moves up to. Across the left midfield, uh-huh. the player that I played a lot more with at McDuff, McDuff Lions. He was a couple of years older, but at I the remember time, him being a, a monster. Oh my god, he was six <laughs> feet twelve, and I remember his thighs. Uh-huh. Were, I was amazed by his thighs. For as strange <laughs> as that, listener just tuning in. Um, but Brian, <laughs> I mean, he was he was almost unplayable as a youth. Aye. The speed was incredible. I, I mean. I used to, I used to just look forward to sports day to see him run uh-huh. the two hundred. I mean, the, 
he was unbelievable at that age. Uh, Me- Meekham was was a boy running about then that everyone was talking about. He was a monster, but um, no, he, he definitely deserves to to get in here. And my, my front two, um, this will come as a massive surprise, but as a kid. <laughs> He was brilliant, and I'm sure he made the move from Devon Boys to McDuff Lions. Uh-huh. Uh, point. And that's Big Dougal. Dougal, I remember him playing up front for the school, like. I uh, know, Dougal's is brilliant. Cheeky, obviously, a cheeky personality to him, especially uh-huh. um, as, again, I'm trying to just keep it different. But Dougal, uh-huh. as, as a youngster, as a striker, um, you know, he, he was often the thorn in the, the side of the the Lions or the Doom Colts back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's good to reminisce that, you know. Uh, I'm a, a fantastic, a brilliant striker. Um, and the last man, my big striker, probably giving it away, is Big Craiger. Craig, uh, Craig Ewan. I enjoyed playing with Craig at the, at the Vale Youth and uh, obviously Banff Academy. Um, but he, he had an absolute, you know, rocket or left foot. Uh, all <laughs> but... Funnily enough, Craig could shift in straight yeah. lines. He was brilliant. Um, <laughs> he, he was quick, you know, when he went when he when he got going and was quite good in and around the box. Technically, he was good for a big lad, and, yeah. and uh, I enjoyed playing with Craig. And he's he's a good lad, and he's got a good a good uh, good knowledge of the game and that. So, That's all uh, right. and he's doing very well with his his coaching and management. Uh, he's he's still enjoying the game very much. Yeah. So. absolutely. So who's who's uh, your captain? I'm gonna go from a big brother. Okay. And that's not biased and any of the the other stuff, but I just think there's too many egos in that yeah. team to anybody else. Um, and my brother's the only one that would tell every one of us yeah. to, you know what, and do one um, as he did to Stuart Nielsen about uh-huh. thirty. <laughs> Or 25 years ago, um, I think that's the only one that would have the the cojones to to sort of get everybody quiet and in line. And um, Aye, yep. they, your ego was very much left at the door when you were in Simon's company. So uh-huh. uh, I think we'll give the the band to him. Okay, good. Um, and yeah, yeah. Who's managed this side? Well, I mean, it has to be the old man. Uh-huh. Um, as I say, I think he he probably. He had a massive influence of trying to keep almost the golden thread through the entire team and yeah. a big across every player um, in that team, bar maybe one or two. And, uh, you know, he definitely deserves that recognition, as I said earlier. But at the same time, uh, it's a bit of a no-brainer for myself. Magic, magic. Well, great, great couple of teams there, Terry. Uh, I'm not actually yeah. sure if a team would win, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe put the ball out. Uh, <laughs> um, in terms of this podcast, I always finish off with some quick fire questions uh, where you just fire the answers back to me, okay? Oh my God. You, don't have, you don't have to explain your answers. Yeah. So, the first thing is always VAR for you. Yeah, are you a yes or a no on the VAR? I am. And for, yeah. the, for the financial reasons, um, yeah. I do believe too much money in the game for uh, for for decisions to, to be missed, especially important decisions. Yeah. However, how, how it's used and how it's managed. Uh-huh. So um, tweet. Yeah, I do believe there's a there's a a, a compromise to be to, to be looked at. But nah. 
uh, I think there definitely is is a place for it. Okay. Anything that yeah you would change about football? Salary cap. Uh huh. Good. I think it's okay. ridiculous, misleading from the bottom up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Presents false. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's almost a, a false uh, picture that it's painting for for Aye. the youths coming through. But at the yeah. same time, um, where does it stop? Aye. You no, know, you're right. Where, you're right. And uh, I do think looking at the like a rugby model or an MLS uh, model is definitely something that um, should be looked at. Um, will Scotland qualify for the Euros? I mean, my quick-fire answer is I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, hopefully. I'm going to um, say yes. I'm going to say yes. Next one. Where's this accent come from? <laughs> uh, right. Bronjaman, that was coming in. Uh, uh, what accent? <laughs> <laughs> should uh, should the leagues just be made null and void for you, Terry, or do you think they need to be finished? Null and void. Aye, no, I agree. Can I hear Liverpool? Exactly. <laughs> right, last question. <laughs> which which uh, I know you are a pro player, so let's say which other pro player, past or present? Would you say it was the closest match to your style, your attributes, and your personality on the pitch? Oh, Barry Ferguson. Okay, good. Good player. <laughs> All right. That's us, Terry. Thank you for oh, that man. and take, giving me the time uh, over Zoom. I know you've got your kids in the background there itching for yeah, Dad to come and play. The WWF uh, away to kick off here, I believe, so I better okay. get in and uh, I, uh, next time you see your mum, will you say hello? Because I always remember how she looked after me buying in those skinless sausages because it was the only All thing right. I ate back then when I came for a sleepover. I'm sure Alison <laughs> still probably, probably didn't give my mum the, 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 the credit just in terms of for every, you know, commitment that, that and sacrifice required uh, when you're aspiring to be, you know, yep. anything, you know, in your professional career, you uh -huh. need support that spine and uh, my mum very much provided that you know and she yeah. was the often the sounding board you know the good cop yes. could uh -huh. the same would, would be would be honest and open and yeah. very much uh, you know appreciated that so uh, although this has been very much a football conversation yeah, yeah. obviously a collaborative effort from everybody involved and no. my mum was yeah, at the heartbeat of that. So, um, no. but I will pass on the regards, James. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I think that's a perfect way to end it. Eh? Excellent. Thank you, Terry. Okay, mate. Take care. All the best. Imagine. Indebted to Terry, as I am to all my guests for taking the time out of their schedules and coming on to chat to me. It was really enjoyable to catch up with an old friend and a local lad doing really well for himself over in foreign shores. Terry's City Football Club are running a CPD opportunity online. It's in webinar format uh, on Saturday the 9th of May. It's for established and aspiring coaches, parents of uh, up-and-coming players and players themselves aspiring to an elite level, um, which will be well worth registering for over on City Football Club's page on Facebook. If you don't already like them, go go and like them because they're sharing a lot of good stuff at the moment, especially to help uh, kids develop during lockdown. On their webinar, there'll be coaches from Burnley, Aberdeen and Southampton. They'll be presenting and answering your questions, so well worth registering and watching next Saturday morning. 
please, if you haven't already, go on and like the Beyond Canal Park podcast Facebook page. Give us a follow there. Keep up to date with, with all the news. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or on the Anchor app. And that's all for this week. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you again soon.